welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am excited to be here tonight. It's been a crazy week. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of, yesterday the rain started. Someone made that comment. It was like, the rains are here. Like it's, you know, but the North Pacific Northwest is a rainforest. You know, but the rain started and came with a vengeance and haven't stopped. And it's like, you know, the spring and, and summer and it's gone. And now it's time for fall and winter, which are my favorite season. So I'm really excited about that. I can't wait for it to snow because I want to go snow camping. and It's just an awesome time of year. It's an absolutely amazing time of year, and all the things are changing. And I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but it's really cool. I was looking out my office window, and this leaf goes fluttering by. And it was so cool. Anyway, so it's been a crazy week. I'm winding down. Please let me wind down. <laughs> And we're here to share some poetry tonight. If you would like to call in and read, just so you know, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and share tonight. We have a few things to go over before we get started. First off, if you are interested in doing a workshop with us, and I've actually got a couple that I'm going to do. I'm going to be redoing the I Am workshop, and I was looking for my notebook so I could go over some of those. If some of you want some ideas, or maybe you don't want to do a workshop, but you want to do a workshop with me while I do a workshop, and you can like be on with me and do the writing assignments that I give you, and we'll share them and talk about them and stuff like that if you'd like to co-host a workshop with me instead of hosting one yourself and and um, do that. That would be awesome, cool as well, because I have quite a few planned. I just don't want to be the only one doing them. We do have some other people that are signed up for them, but everybody's busy, 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 and, and I've not been able to get anyone tied down to be able to get those scheduled. So if you do want to do one, Remember that you can do these pre-recorded. Like if you wanted to, you could get on your computer and pre-record it and send me the MP3 file. I can set up a conference call with you and then help pre-record it for you that way. I could like maybe even do like a quick interview of you and talk about what you're going to do tonight. And then I'll mute my mic and you just keep going until you're done. You can also do a combination of both of these. So you could do a pre-recorded workshop at the beginning, and then when it was done, we could come on live, and I could run the switchboard for you, and you could host the rest of the evening taking questions and things like that. So that would even be kind of fun to do. And uh, I guess that's it. If you want to pick an idea, give me an email. Facebook would probably be the easiest way to get a hold of me. If you're not on my contacts list, I'm on there under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla, first name, Alicia, last name. And, uh, yeah, let me know. We'll get those set up. It's going to be exciting. Next thing I want to do, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsors. This is very, very important because those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped cover a portion of our 2022 broadcasting license, I just want you to know how much we appreciate you guys. 
you know, on behalf of the whole community, being on the air 15 years now. This is our 15th year on the air. And just to know that it means enough to you guys to support this community financially to keep us around is just very humbling to me because, as you know, were it not for you guys helping out with that broadcasting license now, we would not still be on the air because I could not cover it by myself anymore. So I want to thank you guys so much for helping with that, for believing in this community. And we just need to take this moment to let you know that we appreciate you. So our 2022 sponsorships are, sponsors are, Karen, Depth writer DeWitt, and she just kept like donating. Every time I turned around, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, did you set this up as a recurring payment? What's going on? It was really cute. I kept panicking because I thought it was like, did something weird. So, but she just kept putting in things. It was cool. So, Karen, Depth writer DeWitt, we love you. Thank you. Melvin Douglas Johnson, we miss you. Thank you. Gary and Noreen Snyder, we love you both. Thank you. Douglas Curry, all of you. George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo. Uh, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist. We haven't seen her in a while. Jade Mist, Todd Carter. Someone check out. Someone send Jade Mist. M-Y-S-T-T is last name. Send her a message. Find out where she's at. We miss her. Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, Trina Pierce. And I want to thank all of those of you, uh, all of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays. Our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, we're going to be playing one of his pieces to start the show tonight. Ray Neighbors, The Rain Man, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank all of you. Appreciate you. And uh, you have no idea. You guys are amazing. All right, so I am going to jump over, and do you guys know what time it is now? Anybody? Raise the hands. Boom. (laughs) It's time for inspiration from the inkwell. And uh, we're going to be kind of mixing this up with with fall coming. I mean, we're all running around doing stuff all summer long and blah, 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 yada, yada, right? So we usually slow down a little in the winter time and have more time to cuddle up with coffee and our ink pads and and pens and whatnot and um, a little bit more time to just write and do things we love anyway so i am reworking our inkwell workshop for fall but as I do this, we're just going to have some fun with whatever I throw together five minutes before the show starts until I get that done. That's not trying to come more than five minutes. Anyway, so get your pens, your papers, your ink pads out. Use everything ready, your journals. And as I go through this tonight, if you happen to miss anything, don't panic because you can always go back to the show after it is archived, after the show is over, and start and stop it at your leisure and write down whatever you miss. All right, so you can either write it down as I go through it right now, or you can come back later and write it down. Okay, so they stall enough <laughs> in enough to give you guys your time to get your papers. All right, so the first thing I'm going to do is we're going to be starting with your poetry prompts. Now, these are prompts are like seeds planted; they're meant to grow into palms. When, with that said, as I go through these, remember that they can be the title of your poem. 
or it can be a line in your poem or just the general concept of your poem. But beyond that, have fun, play with them, do as you will. All right? So I'm going to run through these. But as I run through these, I want you to know that this is our last show for September, and next month is October. And I'd be lying to you if I said there isn't some of these I put in here specifically thinking about Jimmy Ray as as prompts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but next month is Spooky Month, and I really want to have a lot of fun with that. I may even see if there's a uh, – I have something cool that we can – oh, by the way, our summer blackout thing, I saw yours, Jimmy Ray, on my wall. That was amazing. Thank you. Last one in for the year. So that is over. I'm going to be drawing names to see who, see who wins the prize this year uh, for our summer writing project. We're going to be starting off our writing project, so listen up for information on that next week. But as I go through these prompts, I want you to know that when I picked them out, and there's 13 prompts, right? We're going to have 13 prompts through the month of October. I want you to think about these as being spooky month prompts, Halloween prompts, scary prompts, mysterious prompts, something, you know, something walking on the dark side-ish wild thing prompts, all right? But they don't have to be. They can be whatever you want them to be because they, you can make them bend at your will, right? You little puppet master wordsmith. Okay, so anyway... Number one, you ready? Number one, Magnolia Lane. Magnolia Lane. Number two, Night Shift. Night Shift. Number three, Bewitched. Bewitched. Four, The Strange Girl. The Strange Girl. I love that one. Five, Ungrateful Garden. Ungrateful Garden. I have to tell you guys, when I wrote this one down, and this is, I normally don't like talking about prompts because then it can kind of push you in one direction or another. But when I wrote this one, I think that I'm going to do a poem on it, and this is giving you one of your ideas. And if you want to put it down on your list as one of your six later, then I understand. But I was thinking, Ungrateful Garden, what if it was like a great graveyard that kept sitting the dead back out? We would plant people, and it was so ungrateful it spit them back out. And that's kind of spooky, huh? You can steal that and use it if you want. All right, so anyway, ungrateful garden. Number six, boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. Number seven, nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. Number eight, down in the basement. Down in the basement. Number nine, Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Number 10. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. I'm hearing Oingo Boingo in my head right now. That's a dead man's party. Um, Number 11. The flowers she gathers. The flowers she gathers. 12. The dreams of bones. Not the dream of bones. The dreams of bones. The dreams of bones. And number 13, nobody left behind. Nobody left behind. And I'll let you decide if that's one or two words. 
nobody left behind, nobody, 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 whatever. You decide which one, how you want that to read. All right? Now, remember on these prompts, you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them and use lines 6, 12, 4, and, no, why not? Let's get two. Mix and match them how you will and make a poem out of whichever lines you want to use. Or if you're real froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. All right. What fun that would be, right? I'm looking through these. I don't, didn't know if I made them. You could probably, you could mix and match these pretty fairly easily. Yeah. All right. So those are your prompts. Now keep atten pay attention to those because we're going to be using that in these in all three of our writing projects tonight. And our next one that we're going to do is your writing exercise, and it's called Pick Apart a Prompt. All right? This is what you do before you start writing a poem to those 13 prompts that I just gave you. And you should do this every time you sit down to write something. All right? This exercise is going to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you'd write to it. It helps you get away from that typical first knee-jerk reaction that you, you gra that gravitate towards when you hear something that inspires you. And instead, it makes you explore all the other things that are hidden deeper inside. So as you're doing this, I really want you to pull these prompts apart, hence the name Pick Apart a Prompt, and find the things that hide inside of them that are unique to you, ideas that only belong to you. All right? So to start this, before you begin writing a poem to the prompts I just gave you, I would like you to first open up your journals to a clean page. And starting at the top from this week's list, I want you to write down the first prompt. Okay? Then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So instead of writing the poem, I want you to write the idea of at least six different poems that you could write to that prompt. Six different directions you can take it in. Six, six different things it could stand for or mean or be the voice of the shadow for. All right, and really, like I said, really explore all the directions you can take those prompts. Now, when you're done with the first one, I want you to move on to the next and on down the list until you have written at least six ideas for poems that you could write to each of the 12 prompts. And I promise you, absolutely promise you, guarantee you, there's absolutely no way you can get through this list of 13 prompts writing six different ideas that you could write to each prompt and not have something grab a hold of you and take away and run, and it's going to be something that's just going to wow you. It absolutely cannot happen. So have fun finding out which one kidnaps you, okay? <laughs> so once again, these are your 13 prompts for this week. Also the prompts you'll be using in your Pick Apart Prompt Writing exercise, and those are 1, Magnolia Lane, 2, Night Shift, 3, Bewitched, Four, The Strange Girl. Five, Ungrateful Garden. Six, Boys Don't Cry. Seven, Nowhere to Run. Eight, Down in the Basement. Nine, Dark Angel. Ten, Welcome to the Party. Eleven, The Flowers She Gathers. And twelve, The Dreams of Bones. And I would love Jimmy Ray to figure out there's four of them in there I put in specifically thinking of him. 
I'd like to see if he could figure out which those four were. Hmm. Okay, so anyway, your extra credit journal assignment for this week, and I always say that everyone needs to free write, but no one's, they always say, I don't know what to write. So I give you something to write to your free write that's not supposed to be structured at all, but I make you do that anyway, because that's what we do. We make the rules and then we break them, right? So this is your prompted free write storytelling journal assignment. So in your journal, I want you to write a story using all or as many of this week's prompts as you can. Not a poem, not a prose, just a story. Now the kicker, you have to use them in order. So your first line of the story is going to start out magnolia. And I don't want you to think too much about this. Don't plan it out. Don't think, okay, this is what I'm going to make up the whole story before you ever start writing. You make it up as you go along. And that's what makes this so incredibly insane, silly fun. And I'm telling you guys, you need to do this just once, please. I'm begging you, right? In fact, hang on. Here we go. I am actually on my knees, on my studio, with my little hands begging you to do this exercise at least once. If not this week, then next week. Because I know how much fun you're going to have doing it. And I know how much it's going to help you as a writer. So anyway, back to what we're doing. So you're going to take and write Magnolia Lane at the, at the, on the first line of your story. And then just keep going. Start writing there on uh, Magnolia Lane was a place that not very many people went to because it was kind of scary. But every night when I got off the night shift at the cannery, I had to walk past the house and I always felt like something was bewitching me because a strange girl who sat there and blah, blah, blah. So you get the idea. So start with Magnolia Lane and just start making up a story, fitting all of the prompts into the story in order. Okay? And if any of you decide to send me one of those stories you've written to it, I would absolutely love, I can't even tell you, I would love, 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 love to read the stories you write to those just as fun and giggles. All right? So that is your extra credit journal assignment prompted free write storytelling thingy you're going to do. <laughs> That's it. So um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, our Blackout Poetry Summer Project is over. I will be drawing the name for the prize winner for all of you who participated in that. I'm going to put it, be putting together our fall assignment. And yes, there is going to be prizes for that too. I think we're going to do this seasonally to have something fun. So watch for that. I'm not sure exactly what it is that we're going to do yet, but we're going to do something fun. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. I say that every single show for 15 years, but it needs to sink in. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains, and that means feed them with, with reading something or with taking, you know, uh, doing something out of the normal that you don't normally do or ordering something you don't, anything that's going to be something different. You must feed your brain new experiences, new sensations, new smells, new ideas because you are what you eat and that replies to your brain as well. So if you want to have good output and all you're doing is sitting there in your little poet beanie in front of a dark window at night with the candle blowing and the smell of vampires blowing in on the breeze, you're not going to have a very big array of poems to write. So get out there. Make messy in the world. 
get that inspiration and feed your brain new experiences. Next thing is every day as our writer's discipline, I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. A haiku poem is a three-line poem with a five-seven-five-syllable count, super easy. So each day go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. The point is, is there's poetry, there's ideas, there's inspirations everywhere. You, you can breathe it in, trip over it, you know, bump into it, you know, whatever. It can hit you like a brick between the eyes. Things out there are all over the world, but we get so busy from point A to point B that we forget about them. We forget to stop and look around. So the next time you stumble, the next time you hiccup, the next time you, you know, something makes you pause or causes a stall, stop and figure out what it was. You know, why did that red thing catch your eye? What smell is that? What noise just caught your attention? Because those are things that are reaching out to you. Out of all of the white noise that surrounds you every single day, there are things that are going to jump out and poke you. And those are the things you need to stop and look at. Okay, that red dress just caught my attention. I'm going to remember that red dress. And that's as easy as it is to acknowledge that you've seen it. All right? So find those things. And every single day, find your haiku. Find your 17 syllables, three lines, Five, seven, five, syllable count every day. Write a haiku. If it's not perfect when you jot it down, that's fine. You can come back and fix it later. The point is to jot it down when you think about it. All right, so that's it. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. I'm going to play a recording. We always stop and end every episode with an audio track by one of you poets. So if you have something you'd like to have played on the air, you can email it to me, the, T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, or you can send it to me via Facebook Messenger. If you're, again, if you're not on my contacts list, I've got to get off my knees. I'm still on my knees on the floor. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> on Facebook, if I'm not on your contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. And, um, yeah, get those tracks sent over and we'll play them for the world. As I said earlier, we are going to be playing a piece by our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church. I thought it was very appropriate since we are changing seasons. We are now in fall, and uh, this one just is very nostalgic for me, Philip. We love you dearly, and you are always with us. Here you guys go. The Hollers of Home, an Appalachian poem written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple thrills. Drinking water from springs fountains, running in creeks down the mountains. For a better life, there was no wishing. Hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town, and the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day, while the slopes turn blue to skies heavy and gray. At night, the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain storming 
reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warning. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early, sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow the fields, and early summer, we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest when canning and making apple butter are best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered, then hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school, learned three R's and the golden Recess, the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better, wasn't nothing so cool as when your sweetheart let you walk them home from school. The smell of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the horrors of my home. That was Philip Kent Church. Okay, Philip Kent Church with the Hollers of Home. All right, guys, you know what time it is, right? It's time for you. So, an idea of what comes next. First of all, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646 595 3965. That's 646 595 3965 if you'd like to call in and read. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 903. Now, I have, to, I have to do this. So 903, Eric, you were our first caller tonight. But then something happened, and your call changed, and it dropped you down. But you're supposed to be first. So if you still want to be first and read, if you didn't jump out of order for a reason, please, there we go. Okay. So 903, so Eric, if you do want to read first, press 1. And then if you don't want to read, if you want to come back later, then don't press 1. But if you want to read first, press 1. All right, there we go. Okay, I got you. Don't do nothing. Don't touch anything. (laughs) Good. Thank you. All right, so Eric is our first caller at 903. Listen for your telephone area code, and you'll know it's your turn to come on. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself so that people know who's reading and they don't message me and say who's this reading and then I get get sidetracked and I should be paying attention to your poem so please as a courtesy to me <laughs> make sure you introduce yourself so I can pay attention to you and then it's really important to send uh, send your poem out there into the world with uh, with your name attached to it we, you know like I said we've been we've got shows that go back 15 years and you're going to pick out one of those and go listen to it and there's going to be this great poem but you have no idea who wrote it. No idea to find out because it's like, wow, that that poem. I won't who who wrote. You won't know because they didn't say who they were. So I'm a pretty big stickler on that. So when I bring you on, say even if I know I've known you for 500 years, say hi. This is me, so that your name is always attached to your work. You are literally publishing your poem verbally. Think about that. We've got 15 
years worth of volumes of this show for people to listen to. So make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems and keep right around the poems. It's right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. But right now you're good with two poems. If the lines get too busy tonight and I need to switch that back to just one, I'm sorry if it happens on your turn, but uh, I'll let you know if that does happen. But right now you're good for two. And then when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. That way people can come over and visit with you and get to know you and your work better, You know, become part of your writing network, which is very, very important to do, and we'll be explaining why in a workshop. All right? Remember, we have a mature rating, guys. No bumping body parts, no tab A and to slot B, no adult, adult porn poems. There's great shows for that, but not here. So remember, we are mature rating, not an adult rating. So you know where that line is. Please don't push it and mess up our rating. I'm going to go ahead and give you the first three callers so you have an idea. Actually, I'm going to do the first five callers. So first of all, as I said, we've got 903 followed by 860-717-731 and 702. I had to let Jimmy know where he was. That's why we did the first five. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and bring on our first caller. Mr. Eric, are you with me? Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing? (laughs) Hi. I'm doing great. How in the world did you get first tonight? That's never happened, I don't think. No, it hasn't. Uh, Well, I called like three times before. And it said that I had to wait until 15 minutes till, and so I called right at 14, and it didn't let me. So I called again, <laughs> and sorry, I, somehow I hung up on you. So early, no, that's okay. But. That's why you know, I, technology is great. It allows us to be with each other every week from all over the world, but I'm still old-school pen and paper girl. So even though I've got the electronic studio in front of me, I have this little pad and paper here it. Yeah, I keep I that beside my <laughs> studio screen, and I, when the calls come in, I write them down so that if somebody's line gets kicked, they don't lose their place in line. So it works right. well for me. That's awesome. That's smart. Well, I got a, got a brand new poem. I'm not poem. just a pretty face. Right? No, you got <laughs> brains and talent <laughs> Thank and you. intellect. You're welcome. All right, so this is my newest poem, uh, I Am Not R.L. Stein's. I'm Not R.L. Steins by Eric Shellman. I'm not R.L. Steins. Fearful, brine is fine, horrific. Readers wine and dine, grotesquely giving me goosebumps and superbly conjuring terror on Fear Street. Masterfully written, horrific, terrific, mysterious thrillers, novels, and short stories, ferociously tingling my spine, writing so much more than nine, inspiring me to write mine, telling me to always shine, wittily foreshadowed signs, entwine authenticity and diversity, diversifying vines and wines. That's an end piece. How fun was that one to write? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I say it sounded like it. Yeah. What else you well, have for I'm it, doing. I got Go another one. Uh, I actually got this one uh, published in uh, Edgar Allan Poe inspired poetry. My friend Gina actually got me, uh, sent me a link to it. I don't think I don't know if they're still accepting poems or not, but they're doing poetry 
that was inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. So you'll see what I'm talking about. So this is uh, I Am Not Edgar Allan Poe's by Eric Shulman. I'm Not Edgar Allan Poe's Unkept Toes, Magical Macabre Skeletons and Crows, Clever Poetic and Prosaic Blows, Thought-Provoking and Reflective Mows, Vivid Imagery and Haunted Flows, Deranged Demented Glows, Wicked Tolls, Bows, Bows and Toes. That's the end piece. Can you hear me? Yeah. Did I cut out? No, I cut out. <laughs> okay. That, that, right. that was that was me. Something happened and I couldn't hear. So I didn't hear the uh, ending of that piece. All right, hang on. Let me pull it back up. <laughs> Set it. Let me get it. All right. The end piece is... Mm-hmm. All right. Thought-provoking and reflective mose. Vivid imagery and haunted flows. Deranged, demented glows. Wicked tolls. Bows. Uh, bows. And toes. That's the end piece. <laughs> so that so got what I'm doing printed is, where? What was that uh, got printed in? Go ahead. Tell me about it. It got printed in uh, Nevermore, the second volume. So this. So someone got... Someone got the idea to do Inspired Poetry by Edgar Allan Poe. The first volume's already out, and uh, I didn't even know about it. And I actually looked up a whole lot of different ones on Amazon and a few other bookstores online. But uh, So they decided to have people write Inspired Poetry. That was actually inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, and uh, Edgar Allan Poe was one of my first poets. And I have several, but he was one of my major ones that inspired me to write my first four short stories and my first poem amongst a few others when I was in eighth grade, too, after reading The Raven. So, anyways, I wanted to do a dedication. Is The Raven your favorite poem? Do it, yes, it is. Yeah. It is my favorite poem. Yes, it is my favorite poem. But I do like, I do have other favorites, too. But it is my favorite because it inspired me and it taught me that I wanted to be a poet, you know, and a writer. So, but it was just a, it was like a tipping of the iceberg. Like I had a bunch of, you know, I had, I read a whole lot of different authors and poets, poetesses when I was a kid too. And eventually just blew up and it just happened to be Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven, that spoke to me the most. And it just kind of, you know, ignited. Like my poem, uh, My Muses Came First, that I read a couple shows ago. Uh, anyways, I wanted to write, uh, so that got published in Nevermore. It's called Nevermore, poetry inspired by a girl and Poe. It's on Amazon. Uh, I don't know if they got the second. I don't know if they're done with the, that one or not yet. I can send you a link if you want me to. Uh, but I wanted to of write course. something that was inspired Put it, post it on my page. by... Okay, yeah, that can do that. And uh and also wanted it to be playful and rhymy. Uh like twenty eight people liked that on all poetry and uh nineteen people liked it on Facebook and like maybe five people liked it on Instagram. <laughs> so but that's cool. But no, I wanted it to be something fun and real, you know, and basically it's like a dedication. It's not like, you know, some people are like 
oh, I'm not, you know, is a negative connotation. I'm like, no, it's not. It's playful, you know. I'm I'm giving praise to who inspired me. So, And I have a whole lot of other authors and poets and poetesses, too. Uh, you know, I've already done, I've already done yours uh, twice and, uh, and, you know, several others as well. So I still got a whole lot to do. But that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, I'm out of town, and uh, my coworkers went to another town, so they're not here. So I'm in a hotel. So I figured I'd jump on and get as get get on as quick as I could. Thanks for saving my spot. I appreciate it. <laughs> no and, problem uh, at all. And uh, have a great night and have a great show. Thank you for everything you do for us, Nyla. Appreciate it. And You're I'll talk very, to you very next, welcome, uh, sweetheart. Next week, if I can, and and I love you, Nyla. Thanks for everything you do. Like I said, and uh, I'll talk to you next, and I'll let the next real poets come on, as as another poet usually says. <laughs> oh, that anger! Don't do that. That aggravates me so much. I can't, I can't, I can't Uh-oh. smack Michael, but you know I will Uh-oh. hunt you down. <laughs> oh, y'all are real poets. You've wrote a poem. No, no, it's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading a lot funny. of poems. Yeah, not funny. <laughs> All right, how about I let how about uh, I let you let the other poets on and the other poetesses on? How about that? Is that better? Better that word? Works. That works. All right, cool. All right, this is Eric Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman, uh, and you can uh, find me on Instagram. It's at sign uh shellman s-h-e-l-m-a-n all lowercase period e-r-i-c that's my tag on there and that's where i am right now uh i'll send i'll send you that link and i'll check my email and see if they're still submitting uh or still taking submissions too so all right well, I'll see you next so, week, and I'm going to listen to the show some. I will need to charge my battery eventually and go to bed. i got a long day. I'm going to be jackhammering, like, several feet of concrete <laughs> and putting new concrete up tomorrow, too. So i got a long fun. day. <laughs> and I've been so up I since 4 this you, morning. So. Just so you know, Eric, I go tagged ahead. you on my page. I don't know if you know this or not, but Stevie Nicks wrote a song mm-hmm. about Edgar Allan Poe's Annabelle Lee. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. So I posted the video on my Facebook page, and any of you guys who want to check that out, you should check it out. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, so it's a song that will. she wrote and sang about a ground pose, Annabelle Lee. I think it's really cool to hear something. Yeah, it's a good, good poem, too. Inspired by that. Yep, yep. So check that right, out. Right, yeah. song about it. I definitely will. I'm writing it down right Very now that cool. you can check it. So, well, I tagged you in it. So yeah, all you have to do is check your thing, and it'll take you over to the, the video. Right. So, well, I was saying, yeah. I was writing down just to remind myself, is what I was saying. Oh, so, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I was writing down to check it on your page, is what I was getting at. So, okay, that's good. That's all, good. all right, sweetie, thank you. <laughs> Great job tonight, honey. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. I love you, Bye. too. All right. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye. All righty. Mr. Eric. Glad we got him on would have sucked if you had to wait all that time. All right, so let's go ahead and bring on area code 860. 860, 
Check, check, hi. Check. Yeah. Hi, Nyla. Hello, my love. How are you? Uh, doing good, actually. I'm happy that my car is actually getting fixed, so I'm excited about that. Instead of having that a is total. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, this is just I go by Jessica Brooke, as a lot of people know, not everybody, but um, yeah. Now I was looking through so many journals trying to find something to write and read, and I still think I might have might be repeating myself, even though I've only called a few times. But whatever. Enjoy it again if you haven't heard it already. Okay. <laughs> you know, the fun thing about this is it doesn't matter if it's something you've read here before because every single week we have brand new people listening. Right, that's true. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah. like, I just, I don't know, because there's so many that I have that I'm, like, I'm not sure. They seem familiar to me, but then again, I, I've done, I've put them in books, read them, you know, posted them, so they all seem yep. familiar to others. And then think of it like songs on the radio you know you what if you were to tune into the radio and you heard this you know great song you know by by whoever and you all never heard it again because they already played it once that's true yeah because they read and then they <laughs> and i don't want to be one of those people that people get sick of it hearing it so many times <laughs> you're just like that's not that poem's never played Stop reading it Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't. We won't. I'll keep you from doing that. But it's, I, you know, there's one that, uh, that, um, Granville, does, um, my Gigi's boy, that I absolutely love. Every time he reads it, I love hearing it over and over again. He can read it all he wants. Well, okay. So go ahead. People like me to read it again and again too, and I think I read it on here. So. Well, I have one. Uh, I have two to read, obviously, as you think of us two, and one really short one. I'm going to keep the short one for a second. Okay, um, this is called No Way Out. Up and down, my mood goes. I can't decide when, which way I go. Where I am meant to be is simply a mystery. For I know no way out, no different way to feel. Sometimes the shit is all too real. I seem to be defined, but by how others see my mind. See simply by knowing a diagnosis, all that is assumed is that label, that how I feel could be discounted for just blaming on an illness so many others have. Yet singled out, I take my pills, so sick of the daily routine, the feeling without them too worse, too, no, not worth escaping the regime. The daily grind of existing atop this massive mountain while I just wish to climb down without falling, or worse, falling apart. And poem. Falling. You know, there's a lot of things we can handle in life, you know, even when we fall, because usually we can bounce back up, but falling apart is something altogether different. That was a great close to that piece. Thank you. Yeah, I just, there's just so many, I've written other poems about having, you know, just sick, I'm just so sick of taking these pills, like, the other day that are supposed to make me feel better, and you hear people who say, oh, you know, get off the pills, but then again, I've got all these fears of what happens if I do, and I don't want to listen to what they have to say, because, like, if I, I don't know, it's just a catch-22, you know? Like, I could end up catatonic again if I don't take them, or, you know, maybe my life would be better, maybe worse, but I don't want to take the chance, so I'm just stuck taking these pills every day, and it sucks, but it's my life, and it's how it is, and I have to accept it, you know? 
I've accepted it, I guess, but sometimes I get pissed off and just question it and end up writing something like that. You know, the only person you should talk about your medications to are your doctor. And, you know, yeah. they always have things are changing, you know, and you can always tell them, you know, this is doing this, this is doing this, maybe we could try something different or this is working or, you know, right. have that. Remember, your doctors work for you that you pay yeah, them, that's they that's are doing a job true. for you. So make them earn that money, you know, talk to them about what's going on with you. Don't be afraid of that. But everyone else, they don't, they're not doctors. They know nothing about it. They don't know. Everybody reacts different to medications, so don't listen to them. Yeah, I just see Let them tell like, you what to do. Not even listening to other people. It's like me. It's just like I, I just get sick of the fact that I know, I mean, people, but, you know, people take it for medical reasons. Still, a lot of my pills are for medical reasons, you know. But, like, so other people take pills, how does that make mine any different? Mine's also, like, a diagnosis just because it's their mental illness. It doesn't mean it's not, like, a medical reason that I'm taking these because, you know what I'm saying, it's all medical, you know, mm-hmm. why, but people like to stigmatize it, and it's just, it's a pain in the ass, you know, but oh well. Okay, I don't want to take up other people's time. I have this one <laughs> short little thing, and that's it, okay? All okay. right, it's called... I just I just named it. It's called I just called it Spark. Okay. Passion flowing with pent up desire. My heart is on fire and you lit the match. And poem. Little pyro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like I was probably thinking I was wondering if you're gonna be sitting there like, uh oh, you know, porno <laughs> porno poet. <laughs> No, in fact, you need you need to change the title of that from Spark to Pyro. Okay, I will. Pyromaniac, the person who loves to set fires. That's good. Well, you just write Pyro. But uh, yeah, I can be found under Jessica Brooks, Jessica Brooks Miller, Brooks with an E, and the Jessica Brooks Miller poet, uh, the Jessica Brooks Miller profile to look at is the one with the apple orchard as a. cover photo, and also uh, you can find me in the Jessica Brooks. And you're looking at my YouTube, um, Jessica Brooks Poetry. Um, Nyla, thanks for having this every week for us. I'm sorry I haven't made it every week. I try, I, you know, sometimes I forget or sometimes I just, you know, busy, whatever, but I'm glad I finally started calling and it's, you know, I don't know, helped me feel more confident to go on my YouTube channel tonight and actually read something and make another video. So... Oh, that's so cool. Well, I'm glad you're calling in and reading, too, because we're reaping the benefits of that for sure. And I posted a link to your Facebook page in the chat room for you, by the way. Thank you very much. You, uh, Everybody have a good night. Thank you, Nala. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code 717. 717, you are on the air. Hello. Hey. You know, there's no way you could be 500, you've known me for 500 years. We're not time lords. <laughs> you never know. You never know what, what people really are in, in the background, do you? Well, I've never regenerated, so <laughs> I'm not a time lord. Too funny. Introduce yourself, everyone, love. Um, James E. Rothline. R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. Last name is, doesn't sound the way it's spelled. And what do you have for us, sweetheart? All right. Well, it's autumn, so 
So I'm going to go with an oldie and a goodie. Experiencing the other name for autumn. Gravity is the attraction of a smaller body to a larger one. And standing high upon the ladder, I was attracted to the earth. With arms flailing, I soared with ease through the empty air, perpetrating yet another horrendous bird imitation. Perhaps if I were descending from a loftier height, I could contemplate the complexities of constitutional law or why my cats are regarding me with a disinterested air. But as my journey downward was just a second long, I, being allergic to pain, only had time to think of how much it would hurt when they made that sudden stop. End of poem. <laughs> when I made that sudden stop. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> that one actually, got, that one and a companion and another piece got published in uh, Speed Poets in Brisbane, Australia, back in uh, 2010. That's very cool. So I'm That's somewhat awesome. internationally known. <laughs> you know, I had a, a piece that was published. Um, they published it in three different languages, and I'm thinking, you know, this is so cool, and. The Spanish, was it Spanish or the French? I can't remember, but what the translation I'm wondering, the line was, I am not here to drink the wine, was the line. And, it, and on the translation when I read it, it's, I'm not here for the grapes. <laughs> it's like, well, I think it lost something in the translation. <laughs> I'm not here for grapes, guys. That, reminds me of that joke with the duck that goes into a bar. They said, you got any grapes? And they said, if you say, if you got any grapes one more time, I'm going to nail your beak to the floor. So the, the duck comes back in and said, got any nails? And bartender says, no. He said, got any grapes? <laughs> oh, jeez oh, whiz. That was awesome. Hey, are you going to read another one, sweetheart? Yeah. yeah um, it's one I wrote... Um, uh, just a few days ago, and it was inspired. But I'm starting to have some trouble with my glasses that they're not. I have trouble seeing with them, so I got to get new ones. And it made me think, well, what happens if I go blind? So I came up with this: it's say goodbye, say goodbye to sunlight, a walking cane as guide, shadows descending and scales upon the eyes. Every morning is a memory, an abstract. An abstract tangible thought. Fueling the imagination that fills this now blinded life. Sorry, I had trouble reading that, but I can't see it so well. I think you did awesome. Well, thank you. I, I try. I try. I, not is not always not exactly always number one with a bullet. <laughs> I just posted your link for you in the chat room, by the way. I'm going to try to start doing that for you guys. Okay. I put it in there. So great job on both of those. I'm really glad that you were able to call in. You you know you don't you aren't able to call in every week. I know, but just know that how much I appreciate it and and um, what a treat it is when you do, sweetheart. I'm a huge fan. You know that. Thank you. Well, I just I just accepted a position for a custodial at, at a local school district. So depending when I start, you may not I may not be able to get on 
get on for quite a while because it'll be second shift during the school year. I don't know when I'll be starting, so I... Hmm. Well, just keep a palm in your wallet. You can always run into the bathroom or the storeroom because they have great acoustics. Well, not having a poem is not going to be a problem for me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I got I, I I to do this call. Like <laughs> All right. Well, keep the number in your pocket then. You can always hide for five minutes. Okay. Well, it's on my phone, so. Perfect. So, All right, where sweetheart. can people find me? Yes. Where can people? Well, you can find me in my apartment if you actually know where that is, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, I am on Facebook. Uh, my main page, James Rothline. Uh, I have a, a separate page, James E. Rothline Poet. Um, I'm on All Poetry, um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and I do have four books out that um, I can put the link for them on your uh, your Facebook page for people to check out. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, appreciate it so much, and thank you for calling in and being here tonight. And thank you for having me. All right, sweetheart, we'll talk to you soon. All right, have a good one. You too, James. All right, our next caller going to go ahead and give you the lineup for the next three. We have 731, Michael. We have 702, Jimmy, and 832, which is Soldier Blue. So that's who's coming up. All right. 831, you are on the air. Hey. Hey. Uh, James can go to work 15 minutes early and write a poem in time to read it on the show. Trust me. He I know. He's just like super producer, right? He did. I, I went over to Jessica's page, and she's in an apple orchard. And I swear I'm desperate for an apple right now, and I'm working. I'm in a warehouse. There's nothing to eat here. I would eat anything apple-flavored if I could get my hands on it right now. Have you ever <sighs> been to an orchard where they make that super crisp, super cold apple cider, and it just tastes like you're drinking a bite of an apple? You know. I used to do apple cider when I was a kid, but I hadn't had it in probably over 50 years. I forgot it existed. Thanks. I want an apple and apple cider. Keep it up. So that's that's homework for you this week. Remember, I, homework is not always to sit down and write something. Sometimes it's to experience something. So between point A and point B this month, at some point, either on the way home from work or a drive with a sweetheart or whatever, I want you to get you some fresh apple cider from an orchard. That's great. I'm diabetic. You want to just finish me off? It's okay. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, sip. You can okay. have you can lick the label. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you have for us, baby? Well, I got a couple of things. I was printing stuff off as here. I'm determined to get everything I got printed off, alphabetized, boxed up before I leave this place. And uh, you know what Synergy is? S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y. Synergy is the working together of two things to produce an effect greater than the sum of their individual effects. 
In other words, with synergy, two and two can equal five. This poem I wrote, 2010, Synergy by Michael Todd. Moonlit nights under starlit skies, often the talk of the town. I just do what comes naturally in tandem, Jekyll and Hyde. Things are never so bad they can't be made worse. Write that down. The heat outside is relative to the air conditioning inside. Memories nice in their place, but obscured by the here and now. Old moonlit skies and starry skies in time merely fade to dawn. What worked in the past every now to then today does not allow. I love twists, but I hate limits. Elusive conclusions foregone. I know how this started on a wing and a prayer, as such are friends. Things are never so good they can't be better. Is that a twist? Don't give away the middle and please don't tell how the story ends. Synergy subsists or subside. Equates is to live or to merely exist. If cashing it in allows to hold on, just how that works, I forgot. Twin hearts drifting in circles are destined in time to collide. Things are never as they appear to be, don't you know? I said, what? In other case, optimistic voices say, it's been a heck of a ride in poem. Wow. That was absolutely incredible. I have no idea what I was feeling when I wrote that. It's a beautiful thing about reading poems that are 12 years old. <laughs> Sometimes so you don't remember, you remember what you wrote that one about? I have no idea who who that was about. I, I, well, hell, I know who it was about, but I don't really know, know the context. Hell, they're all basically about the same person anyway. So there. Are you going to read two? Yeah, but I'm going to read one that ain't about that person. It's about somebody completely different. Yep, this one right here. This was out of the blue. This was so unlike Michael. Oh, my God. I didn't see it coming. I just didn't see it coming. I'll tell you what happened to make it make sense. We had this poetic challenge, okay? And Stephanie put it together. And it was in the latter days of MySpace. And it was going to be on... um, on Valentine's Day, and we had it all planned. It was just going to be hunky-dunky, life is good, Valentine's Day is sweet, and everybody is just full of love. And something happened, and she couldn't make it. So, like, well, we're not going to uh, we're not going to do Stephanie Borders' post without Stephanie Borders. So we put it off a week. So I said, well, let's change it up. Let's change it to the week after Valentine's. And, uh, you know, when, you know, things just didn't work out, Every, the, the bubbles all got bursted. And that's going to become our deal. And we had 23 people. This is on my space, okay? After everybody's gone, but we still had 23 people come back and write new poems for this. It was, it was, it was crazy. 
So I wrote one too. But bear in mind, the topic went from love and flowers and roses to what went wrong. So that's what mine was. And after I did it, this girl in Texas, Daisy, she called me a cynic. She did, a cynic. And she was very angry with me that I, I wasted such a great opportunity to, to write love and, and, you know, things that, that are good. I went the opposite way. She took me to task, okay? So I wrote this poem back to her. And it's important for you to know that she never responded. Matter of fact, she never spoke to me again. But it's still out there. Pressing Matters for Daisy by Michael Todd. You did not wake me. When the lines of love and lust become tangled in the water, it does not matter if there's a shark on one hook and a goldfish on the other. When each runs with the bait, the waters are going to churn. It was not your audible voice, rather what you dwelt upon, that stopped me dead in my tracks. I see a great deal of promise, somewhere between forecasts and remembrances, but I cannot measure time and distance. Depth perceptions elude me. When two people come up for air, they tend to talk. Odds are in their favor. If they have enough in common, they will talk some more. You made me want to listen. Solemn whispers can be heard over the ringing of a cathedral bell. Yours call out to me like a siren on the rocks at the base of a cliff on the edge of an ocean. In poem. Wow. So why do you think she didn't talk to you again? I don't know, maybe because I wrote her poem and it didn't rhyme. Who knows? You know the real reason I think that she didn't talk back to me? Why? She was a bot. Hmm. She said, she said too much. Already she said too much and she had to stop. She wanted to say something. She wanted to go a little further, but she kept digging a hole just a little bit deeper. And I was throwing the bait out there. That'll teach her. She gone. She's just a memory. But I got a poem. And it didn't rhyme, for God's sakes. Not even remotely. I wrote an unrhyming poem. I've only written three or four of those in my life. It mattered. I did my best. It was like a virtual. <laughs> virtual. Well, not a hug, but. Well, let's leave it there. You know, like Eric said, time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. You think after all these years I could talk you out of saying that? What if I give you cookies? Now you're still trying to kill the diabetic in me. Stop that. Uh, Okay, okay. Okay. All right. Anybody wants to come visit, you can come see me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. A lot of people do, actually. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. I'm working on something old and something new for that. For that, uh, I haven't done a post in over a year, but it's not 
nothing unusual to go two or three years not doing it. But I'm going to do one that's really unique. It's going to take you a whole day to read it. You should come visit that sometime. Like now. You should come sometime. I'll let you know when I do it. Okay. By the way, for those interested, Marvin the Martian returns next week. Blogophilia is hmm. coming back. What? Blogophilia is coming back. What made you decide to do that? I didn't decide to do anything. I, my hands are not on this. I promise you. Michael Todd is not Marvin. No. Michael Todd was a lot of things. Michael Todd was never Marvin. Michael Todd was Poets Roundtable. Michael Todd was uh, Spirit Wild Chronicles. A lot of things. Those are so much fun. Well, look, I sent you an email about them this week, and you didn't respond to me. Yes, I got it. It said that you need to find out if I still had the pictures. There's 20 of them. I know, and I need to check because they would have been on my old computer, and my son helped me save some stuff off the hard drive, so I need to put that external drive onto my new computer and see if I can find them for you. Yeah, because I I went to uh, pick... uh, Picture post or, or picture dump or whatever it was. Pick, I can't remember what it's called. It's one you hooked me up with. But anyway, I can't get on it. It's gone. Pick home. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were all there, but you had them too. Mm-hmm. I've got the I've got the twenty blogs. I've got them. Speaky of a. Spirit Wild Chronicles. I just don't have to picture poems. I've got you talking about poems that aren't there. Did you, um, when you emailed those to me, did you, and I had to reply to them, did you send me the picture? You would have sent it to me. I posted it. Yeah, but you sent me, you sent me their poem and I had to write a reply poem to it. Do you remember? Yeah, the problem is, is that whole Yahoo site's gone. That whole email's dropped. I can't get it back. Trust well, I'm me. Just I'm just wondering if you sent me the pictures. I'll look on. I'll look and see. No, they would have all come the same way. I think we did it on Wednesday nights, basically five minutes before every show. You were in the shower. Because he was running late. Let's finish that. Well, what do we do? I shower away. before the show, like you guys can see. No, me. no. You're saying, you, you <laughs> just, are you just walking? You're just walking in, or you just are you just uh, you know putting out a fire in the kitchen? You know, last minute details. I think I'm gonna yeah. let you go on that one there. Okay. Anyway. All right. I've got, I've got part of it. If you can find the other, I can put some stuff together with it. I want to thank you, too, for our word of the day. Have a word? Synergy? Mm-hmm. What? It is now Synergy. our word of the day. It's getting posted on my page as we speak. All right. I would like to thank so-and-so for giving me that word and thought that I can't, I can't remember. Okay. Yep. Got to go. Bye. 
<laughs> we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, Dean. See you. Oops, wait a minute. My board's going nuts. Mute, 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 mute. Mute. Mic. Bear with me, guys. Crisis. Okay, all right. Our next caller <laughs> comes from area code 702. Jimmy Ray, are you with me? Nyla, I am with you. Hey, sweetheart. I hope I'm coming through okay. I'm not in my normal surroundings here. My office on wheels is gone. It's not, it's departed for the night, for, or for right now. So hopefully uh, I'm coming through clear enough. Mm-hmm. You are. Okay, good. Jimmy Ray uh, Davis, word machinist, uh, all that jazz. Um, but now I do have to admonish you real quick for the for the mistreatment of poor Mike Todd because, uh, uh, as you know, uh, two of my boys are diabetic. So uh, when you try, you know, teasing people with cider and cookies, that's just. Uh, you want to know fly. something though? In in all honesty, I until he told me that, I had no clue he was a diabetic. I I think you I think you might have maybe you just forgot. No, I I did not know that he was a diabetic. I know some other things that, that had been going on with him, but I absolutely did not know he was a diabetic. I would have no, I would have part- remembered that. You're partially excused then. Okay. So, uh, Nyla, I, I wanted to send you some more videos, but I know you were busy during the week. Uh, I was going to send them to you on Messenger because I know you're not on TikTok. So uh, let me know when you have time, and I'll send those over to you. I want to know what you think. You got the if last you one. send me the link to your TikTok, I will do a follow on it so I can get them that way. Because I, honestly, you guys, seriously, you never know what's going on in someone's life unless you know you're a peeping tom. But I am literally only on my computer, on Facebook, on the internet one day a week on Thursdays. Thursdays are my day on the computer. So, you know, if I don't respond to things or see things or anything like that or I only get back to you once a week and it's days later, that's why. You know, and for me, there's so many things that I have to do right now that I actually contemplated whether I could keep doing the show or not. And part of the restructuring of my life and to be able to keep doing the show is that I have to get everything else done when I need to get it done and Thursdays are my day for you guys. So please understand if I don't message back right away or if I don't see a message you know just Thursdays talk to me on Thursdays because you know I'll be here all right I'm done thank you Jimmy for bringing that up no absolutely and I didn't I really didn't mean to inspire all that because I do I do know that that is your situation Uh, I did message you earlier today because I know Thursday is your day, but I know you were probably busy, so you didn't see it or whatever. But uh, we get those over to you one way or the other uh, because your opinion is valued, and I'd like to hear it. So um, I think you'll like the first poem uh, tonight because you're like me. You really you really dig titles. You know, sometimes titles are really – you have fun with titles, right? Mm-hmm. So this one is called Rose Petal Gush Splurge. Waltz me, Matilda. Break my back with a squeeze from the depth of your heart. Us, the dream. Headlong into iron pipes where bile is sluiced, juicy as a yellow-red minus the pit. Spit every dream into a fruition that shakes your very core. 
Alabaster stone me, sun god applaud, hard planet granite as it cuts me exquisite, blood so warm, tender, that three-night bender in Corpus Christi, a misty reminder of your cruel mad dog blinders. I'll find her, ransacked, where poets bleed black, chewing Corsican metal with rose-petaled gush splurge, canes break from words. Yea, in the valley of life I died hard slumber, fumbling as misbegotten, faceless, downtrodden, wretch, lizard fizzles, beam light moon, you'll swoon as my kisses break boundaries. Foundry fires, passion pyre, too sly to be wiser, juxtaposed, eroded, a corroded heart, now minted. End poem. Wow. You know, you had some fast play on internal rhymes and stuff like that. That one, if I were to guess, that one just popped out really fast, right? Not very many labor pains with that one. Yeah, no, that was really fast, and it was really definitely, uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It was, uh, uh, as I'm finding myself more and more inspired by my older pieces that I'm slowly recovering, um, because, as you said, I, I used to have a lot of fun with the internal rhyming, and I think that was definitely inspired by some of the early days works there. Very good one. Are you going to share another? Um. Only if you really want me to, Nyla. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let me twist your arm. Ouch. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, now this is called um, Maritime Rambler. I'm leaving tomorrow, going on a train. Get a break from this sorrow. Find a way to abstain. Gonna head for a pharaoh with a pocket full of rain. Watch the ships crash into the rocks. Well, I know Captain Jarek will be waiting for me out past the derricks in the black oily sea. On his shoulder, a parrot named Little Anthony who will watch the ships crash into the rocks. The moon is shining. I'm, I'm half blind and hearts intertwining for the chaos of your reverie left at sea as the waves, waves crash over, waves crash over the rocks. And I'll be on the docks, thumbing a ride back to Lunenburg. I don't have the nerve to look her up in that farmhouse on the outskirts. The leather straps of your arms still cut through my memories. Tuck my shirt in and get a haircut and shave. I want to look decent for a change. And it's a long, long way back home. End poem. Wow. So... The little details and the little tiny subtleties that add to creating the pictures you paint in your poems, the scenes you create, the story you're telling. You know, it's like every single little word in there has a purpose and a mission to your end result. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know if you've ever read the book Count of Monte Cristo. Yes. Longest book I've ever read in my life, but I was—I I read it straight through. I mean, I was so fascinated I couldn't put it down. And one of the things, without giving a spoiler alert on it, but one of the things that I absolutely loved and was just fascinated by, and it almost made me pick it up and start reading it over again, but it's like, oh, my God, it's 5,432 pages, was that at the end you realize that every single thing he did, even the placement of the matchbook on the desk – Everything he did was manipulated 
and weaving the end for the end, weaving a web for the end result. Everything he did set up what happened in the end. And you realize how calculating and how, you know, how min- meticulous the planning had to be on that. And I know that you don't, you know, you, you're not you're not sitting there pouring over, you know, every single word. A lot of that it just comes naturally to you. But I think it's really cool the way that there are no wasted words in what you write. First of all, second of all, I know you want to say something, but you can't. Second of all, <laughs> while you you can in a minute, while you were reading, is I thought about like sideshow side uh, Sheila mm-hmm. is like one of my very favorite characters that you have created, and she is in a couple different pieces you've done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking that because you have a really unique way of writing your poems and, you know, making you, the people are so relatable in your poems because you do a lot of things prior to writing about them that make them very human. And without getting into that right now, I was curious whether you thought it would be fun to do a workshop on character development in writing and talk about that process that you do. Yeah, we can do that. Sounds Does that sound like fun? Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. I think that, uh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I you know, and I do and I and I think I told you this before, I literally create when I'm when I'm characters that I, I feel are Don't don't tell don't give away anything is for the workshop. No, 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 they have no, to pay no, twenty five no. cents for the workshop. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just going to say that characters I have still have, are going to have a longevity that are going to maybe make a reappearance because I usually have that idea um, are characters that I tend to flesh out in my head before I write them down. Uh, and then going back uh, to what you said about details, uh, a lot of what I write does just come to me. Uh, it does spew out, but I've been uh, part, and you mentioned the growth and it's harder for us sometimes to see that within ourselves, but as I look at poems I've written in the last couple of years, um, since the big, you know, after the great silence and then the big comeback, um, I'm getting harder on myself for, uh, I want the pieces to interlock. You know, I, I don't want to just spew it out. That's great, but I want them to interlock. This poem, uh, I really had an idea of, we talked about hobos and, and, and wanderlust, and those characters are very fascinating. What drives them? Where do they go? What do they do? And in my head, I had an idea of that type of character, but I wanted it to include the ocean, and hence the title, Maritime Rambler. Uh, so, you know, we have the pharaoh, which is a lighthouse, um, the captain with the parrot on his shoulder, so you get all that sea imagery. Uh, but it, realistically, ultimately, he wants to go back. He wants to go back home, obviously somewhere inland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned Lunenburg, which is a real city. So, uh, you know, it's it is important to um, tie those things together because I think that discerning readers will. Uh, appreciate that, and I think it, will, it ties the poem together. So you still have room for interpretation, but at the same time, uh, you can kind of just kick back and enjoy the story as well. So, if that makes any sense. It absolutely does. And you know, one, you you do really strong characters. You know, you are able to do that. It's one of the strengths that you do in your writing. Uh, Andy is also Andy Scott's also really good at 
he has this mouse. I, God, I love his little mouse poems. Anyway, um, he does really good as well on creating these strong characters that are repetitious throughout his writing. And uh, it's something that really intrigues me. And so I know I want to try doing that more, and I think a lot of us might have fun doing that. So if you are interested in that, then let's figure out a way to do it. But I want you to go through October. Maybe we'll get it set up sometime in November to record it. But why don't you go through October? You can grab a pen and paper and just start taking notes. Because what I'll probably do is a short interview with you in the beginning, like I said. Then we're going to talk a little bit about what you're going to do in your workshop. And then I can either just turn it over to you and let you talk. Or if you want me to uh, stay on with you, then let me know. So you can either write down the bullet points for your workshop or an outline that you want me to follow with you or however you want to do that. Just think about it and let me know. And then we'll record it in like in November if that's good. Yeah, sounds good. Absolutely. And, of course, we have October coming up, so you know what that means, Nyla. Well, that's why I'm not having you, you know, we're not going to record or do anything like that in October because I want you busy writing. I know, I know, you, I know you know what that means. Um, and, and, well, writing, but also um, we're talking someone's about... someone's going to uh, die. Well, okay, so, I, and on TikTok, and I will be doing videos for these. I have a promo that I'm going to be working on first, but, um, so, I... Just off the top of my head, uh, the classic, whatever, the, the scary, spooky, darker words of Phoenix poems, uh, Abbott's Law, uh, Case of Midnight Skinner, The Curse, Mimic, Silent Hospital, Eric Mads, which is vampire, spelled backwards, Backwoods, Cold Black Devil Ground, and The Trees. So I'll probably be reading those throughout um, October on the show. Uh, and to move things along, Jimmy Ray Davis uh, on Facebook. Uh, and I have to put links up at facebook.com slash wordmachinist. And uh, anywhere else that I'm at right now, I'm branching out, but right now, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Reverb Nation, TikTok, doing some great – if you're not there yet, for the posts out there, go, because there's so much you can do. You, you can get going with – but I'm not – I was actually going to show you some uh, programs and some fine points on the video editing as well, because you really can take it next level. And uh, but on all those sites, uh, just key in word machinist, and you will find me. Very cool. So, one of the prompts I was just looking up real quick. One of the prompts that I put on there for you. Yeah, I have all your prompts written down. I actually wrote I told them down you there's four of them. I'm going to give you one of them, so you know, because I really want you to write something to this one. And I'll that probably surprise you. I bet this isn't. What's that? The dreams of phones. Nope. The uh, flowers she gathers. Okay. I was going to write, I was actually going to write one to all of them, but yeah, we'll. Uh, that one's a special one. one. I can just, I want to see where you take that one. The flowers she gathers. You got it. Cool. All right, my love. Tell everyone how to find you again real quick. All right, Facebook. I put your link in the chat, uh, by the way. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Reverb Nation, uh, TikTok. Uh, we're machinists, and you'll find me. Nyla, thank you again. Love it, and love you, and you have a wonderful <laughs> night. I will. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it. 
And yes, Robbie, that is exactly what I was doing. I was pouring myself a glass of wine. I'm so glad that you caught that. And what really worries me is that you know what that sounds like. (laughs) All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832, Mr. Blue Blue. Hey, it's me. (laughs) Don't ask ask me me who, don't ask me who me is. I don't know who me is. You know, I wrote a poem one time that was something like, I wonder who mm-hmm. I'll be when I wake up and if I'll like her. There you go. Hey. It's a short poem, but I wonder who I'll be when I wake up sure. and if I'll like her. Because you, you, you there's something else you can couple with that, too, you know. What? Don't ask, don't ask the question if you're not ready for the answer. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Like I say, both of those kind of could kind of you know be counter counterpoints on something like that. But anyways, this is Soldier Blue, and I got a I finished out that uh, that piece that I was still working on with the uh, uh, blood quantum system, and um, just for uh, purposes of clarity, there's. Uh, there's a, uh, I guess it's, what is it, an anagram, C, you know, where it's all like letters that, that, that you know, stand for different words. Um, and this one in particular is a CDIB, Certified Degree of Indian Blood. So that's what that means. And uh, not that it really means nothing besides a wasted piece of toilet paper as far as a lot of Native people are concerned, but, you know. They they want to stick that on us. Any case, um, yeah, this uh, this piece goes through all of that, and just for uh, I guess you could say convenience sake, I'm I'm just gonna call this one paper genocide. ancestor, ancestral, indigenous heritage. The life we live, Red Earth resurrected, paper, paper quantification, insulation, familial annihilation, Nithe, paper genocide, blood quantum CDIB laid in its grave, Wake. bones without registration, we know what we do here, assigned shelves, and sand, human remains, native blood people, indigenous tribulations of the kind you have never known. Red ink, red earth, typical thinking, ethnic terms, strange, stray, prejudice at least. Our humanity remains intact. Ammunition, knowledge, Backpack articulations, mobile storehouses no one remembers because those who knew are the bones you use for examples of storage, repatriation, self-glorification, endless tides of type and print set the images of hate, crossfire, madness you never thought we'd survive. 
Skin Curious DNA Curios Props for Dissolution to End the Responsibilities You Pay in Treaties that Show When You Say Land of the Free, You Lie! The indebted still dying in the Indian Wars you choose to deny. Oh, soft news. We make our stand as Red Earth. Rudze Moninga. Against you, against your forms of paper, blood-encrusted genocide. Bloodlines make the rivers that flow over crest rock and bones. Well, he... Rivers without mouths, tidal pools choking, there is always what we see beyond those rivers. On the other side, Paper wheels, paper and steel, Monsenikotze, oh, iron ashes. Do you qualify? Do you quantify? Do you find yourself upon the written rolls of paper genocide? Yeah, the books of blood quantum. Books of blood as written by those that we call they over in alien isles the rights are red earth bone days followed by shadows we will tease our expectant dreams from the frozen dark we have reached for and found what was on the other side. Ghost branches of dead rivers wither, winds with top knots of dead grass fall. The set of what was once alive. You say transient. Maunderings of jacketed education, those hallowed halls, these shallow walls would be better suited for a grave. Stuffed as they are with unregistered truths of unfounded science, a discovery too new. Water streams just below your tongue, they say. Dust serves the witless in their search of evermore. They have no more ideas of DNA than when they first started. Only the prejudice has deepened its grip on their fearful pledge for freedom. What? They prefer the indigenous... We look at them upon the indigenous roadside, complete with fears and spears and rubber arrowheads, the dumbed-down 
trinkets they've come to expect to be able to ignore like some asinine head of state. He said, oh, yeah, I know all about that. I've seen all the Indian and Cowboy movies. What the? And so the appropriate description continues. A red-headed, loofah-faced shite gibbon. One quarter, one-eighth, one-sixteenth, one-thirty-second. Poof! You're gone. Paper genocide. You no longer exist. Diving spirals of the ignorant and the unwashed. Adequated forms of ideological slaughter. A radio announcer says, who wouldn't want to indulge in nostalgia? I'd wear a mascot shirt that says buckskin. Yeah. Too bad Red Earth has no time for such prejudicial indulgence. We're too busy forming the basis for continued survival. Fields of blue azure, hills of our dreaming, littered with our bones. Oh, yeah, we know where to look for our DNA. Laws of dissolution notwithstanding. Watershed, water-fed, the cutbacks of streams and rivers when we bleed our last breaths. We shall continue to stoke the fires, the flames against your passing perversions of DNA. We are the ghost road born. We know who we are. We know our own bones, graveside, and posited in institutions of learning. We have come for them all, to take them all home. In peace. That was incredible. You know, maybe when you're talking about the, um, you know, yeah, I've seen the movies and stuff like that. It just it made me think about watching the old cowboy Indian movies on TV. Yeah. And how most of the time it wasn't even anyone who was native playing the roles. Oh yeah. I mean, you, there was a there was a. A big gap. In the early 1900s, there were a few uh, Native people playing roles in silent movies. And then you entered the, the era of Technicolor, and all of a sudden, no, it had to be Italians <laughs> playing, playing the parts of Native people. And then, then you know, we got into the 80s, and... Uh, 
the first, and I'm going to say it this way because I mean there is, you know, I'm by no means any movie maven or anything like that. But the first memorable movie that I know of that had a large uh, retinue of, of Native actors and actresses was the one with Graham Greene and Val Kilmer, Thunderheart. And it's an older movie, but if you've never seen it, you need to. Because the only thing that's really changed in terms of, you know, forms of thought and the, 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 the thoughts of prejudice are the, are the days we live in. Yeah, they're a little updated and a little clothes are a little bit dressed up and there's a little bit more technology, but it's, it's still basically the same. If I start, I'm not going to stop, but that's a conversation you and I can have on another day. (laughs) So, there you have it. Yep, fantastic. Are you going to do two? Well, I'm not, but I'm going to give you a preview of something that I'm going to finish out probably uh, over the next coming days. And you'll you'll understand why I'm, I'm I'm giving you this preview when you when you hear it. Strange dreams of bones, a girl's fair song became a psalm as it became clear that water was an issue. Her song became the wail of lament as she realized she had left no body behind her for others to find. That's it. That's it? That's it. What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> okay, fine. You said it was the keys. Okay, fine. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So, I say, you, you, I don't, like I said, I know you caught it. I know you did. I know. It. Yeah, you heard, you, heard them, you heard some of the things in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was kind of thinking that, that, uh, and I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought maybe one of the ones that you were uh, talking about for Jimmy was that one strange, uh, strange girl. That was one. I said that there were four of them. That was one of them. That's my favorite. I really yeah. like one, strange girl. Yeah. Because I think, because I think he could do something. Because you, know, you were talking about the 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 uh, that one character sideshow. Uh, what, what was her name? Sheila. Yeah. Side. So, uh, I think I think he could do a lot with the with the, with strange girl if he couples that with side so show Sheila. I think that he, I think he could take that all kind of different places. Mhm. Yep, I'm excited about him doing that workshop on character creation <laughs> because the way he does that is really awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. So there you are, my dear. You know what would be fun on that show is to create a, while we're on the show, to actually create a character. Like, say we were to do her. And then have everybody write oh, sure. a collab. Like, say something like she jumped off a bridge. And that's it. Yeah. And everybody has to write a poem about her from their perspective on the, what they saw when she jumped off the bridge. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I, create well, a character that we all get to write about. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if I mean, and obviously this is just me, but if, if you know, for for something like that, I'd be I'd be doing it more off of the off of the uh, the premise of trading licks. One person throw out a line, another person throw out a line, next person throws out a line. Then you push them all together, and then you know, then you go on, you know, then you go on into the next. You can even do it by groups. You know what I mean? A couple of you know, two three mm-hmm. people. Like I say, trade and you know, like I say, trade trade licks in terms of you know writing lines for it. That would be a lot of fun. All right, I'll keep you posted yeah. on when we do that. Yeah. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone again how they can find you. Okay. All right, you can find me on uh, uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And then you can find me on Reverb Nation at Soldier Blue Blue. And I've got some YouTube stuff out there, but I've, it's been so long since I've even looked at it, I couldn't even begin to tell you how to find those. Um, but then there's also my pod, uh, my podcast, which is uh, Red Earth One, and to separate the the words, and it'll get you there quicker. And uh, I know I keep saying it, but you know, once I can get to a, a pause point in the drudge and mundane, I am going to uh, put some newer works on there on the podcast. Very cool. I just put your link in a chat for you too, by the way. Thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Soldier Blue. Thank you, Miss Nyla. Do you want to know something really weird? How long have we known each other? (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. I remember when we were trading, speaking of trading licks, I remember when we were trading licks in some of the uh, the picture uh, challenges, on uh, uh, MySpace. Mm-hmm. I, I knew you and, and was reading your poetry and stuff like that before I ever started this show, so it's well over over 15 years. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably 17 or 18 years that I've known you. At least. So do you know that besides Rafe Wild, I only know you by Soldier Blue. I don't know your government name. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that, yep. that I've known you this long and yep. I don't if know you, your name? If, if you, well, see, 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 this, see, there we come to the point of where, because, uh, and, and this is one of the reasons why I, I, I have a, a, a bit of an issue with, with, with that kind of thing. I live down south. What is, what is the typical way of asking somebody about their name? What's your Christian know. name? Kiss you know, my You notice ass. I did not say that. I said government name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying that that like I say that's that's what kind of sticks in my craws. You know, people want to say, "What's your Christian name?" Okay, I don't <laughs> give a damn about that. Okay, you can kiss my ass on both cheeks. We're not going there. Uh, I mean. It is what it is. I mean, I, I, I mean, if, I mean, and 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 let's put it. And I'll say this too: if you really need it, if you really want to know, I, I can always shoot, uh, shoot it to you in, in a, a 
a PM or on an email or something like that. I don't, I don't care really. I mean, it's, it's just like I say, I, I hate the way people ask, you know, put, put that, that kind of descriptive in there when they're asking about it because that doesn't, it's not, it's not who I am. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't, it does not reflect, you know, the work that I've done on myself for the last 30 years in re-educating myself. You know what I mean? I do know what you I mean. have, I have, I have done, I have shed all kinds of blood to get to this point of where I am now. I have worked hard to, you know, to, to like I said, to, to revamp and, and replace the, a lot of the lies and the half-truths that I grew up with. And not all of the truths that I've learned are pretty. Obviously not, mm-hmm. but they're, but to my mind, you know, I, 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 and, and I have, I'll go, I'll, I'll go with this too. There's a, there's a uh, book by Leonard Peltier and he's talking about his life being a Sundance. Well, my life is just that way. My life is a ceremony of sacrifice in a lot of ways. And I have come too far and I have done too much to walk backwards now. But again, like I, I, I said, just feel my like friends jumping and, up and saying, Amen, sister, to all your Christian huh? names. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, like I say, hey, I mean, oh, you know, like I say, for my friends, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't have a big thing about it. It's nothing, it's not like it's any kind of big secret. I'm, uh, you know, you're not going to see my name all yeah. of a sudden be on in somebody's front page somewhere on the multimedia as far as, you know, like already, uh, already known. I, trust me, I wouldn't mind, you know, having a few front pages, you know, just for the fact of, you know, the awareness of native people, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing on that scale. It's just, again, like I say, it's just, uh, it's just, to me, it's just that irritation point, you know, where they, where people, how people describe that. Exactly. All right, sweetie. Are we going to talk to you next week? Of course. I will have two more bullets in the jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The shotgun will be primed. (laughs) Cooper. All right. We'll talk to you then, sweetheart. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Bye-bye. Okay, so Edwin was supposed to be next. I don't know where he went. I think he got out of... Let's see if this is him. Yes, it is. 323, you're on the air. Sincere from Los Angeles. Good evening. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I don't know where your call went, but there you are. So I don't want you to lose your place in line. I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> What's going on with you, hon? Um, just setting up interviews for uh, 
Chrome magazine is going to do a feature about the uh, upcoming documentary. So um, just um, gave them some um, videos and some pictures. So and just recording that and um, just go and put that together. That sounds awesome. I'm excited for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm excited. He's been pushing me. Um, so um sat down with him today, and I'm going to get him what he needs so uh, I can be a part of the magazine and uh, talk about the upcoming um, movie, documentary, and give him a summary of, uh, of everything. So that was exciting today. That's what I did today. Well, you have to keep me posted. Put stuff on. Either message me, put it on my page. Let's know all that stuff that's going on. But you know yeah, what I want right now, right? Oh yeah, you, you want me uh, to uh, drop something that I've uh, completely done today? See, you know how to make me happy. I'm excited. Go yes, ahead. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The, the title of the poem um, is called "Tell Me." Tell me again, why would I want to praise a God whom allowed me to be chained, although the words that you gave your master and submit our knowledge for the love of God is merciful to the condemned? Tell me again, why are the history books going to take out slavery so the kids won't feel bad about what their ancestors did? Tell me again, why would I bend my knees when you want to exclude our ancestors' history from the education books? Like the school year used to come after we call verses in the one God who's white, not white, if we are under the sky's eyes as one soul. That's like telling a bird to fly without feathers. This is like me telling myself not to call her Heather by her mother's grace. I thought this one race to embrace her innermost likely ego on religious field trip around seven seasons on seven seas for seven days. Come again, why I don't want to salute a flag that was made from the spirit of those who died twice under fire from the demon's corpse, eagle overlord, eagle sincerely, born to live and die and whatever the sun sets. Tell me again. Sincere from Los Angeles. That's that piece. <laughs> because that's what everyone does. They just allow themselves to be led around the nose by a ring without any care or thought to their own opinions because it's so much easier just to let Big Brother think for you. That's why. Oh, got it. Just in case you wanted to wonder, I have all the answers. (laughs) I appreciate it. Now I know. Yeah. People too lazy to use their own brains. That's what I love about creative people, about our community. You know, we are not built that way. You know, we, we have to tear things apart and put them back together. And, and, you know, we aren't sheeple. Uh, Absolutely. Our brains can't help but ask questions and want to know the rest of the story. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, sweetheart, what else are you going to share? It's called Never Seen as Equal. Okay. Title of called Never. Never did you want to see me as equal. You hate me due to me being a hard worker, securing all facets of life, and you knew how much more you have 
been second to me ever since the world was created. You never saw me as equal, from the pyramids to the water that flowed down the Nile. You're right about that. You've never been our equal. You never have been that one second to the chosen ones. We the people of God, rightful chosen people to the Negroes. We have suffered like true followers of the chosen one who died for us. That part, we are all one race if we all suffer as true followers. You bear the cross and be judged by the one whom you have enslaved to be prosecuted with no repentance. Then you have no mercy for me when I rebel. But I feel you. I've never been an equal. Second to none. Life is good even though you all have to write laws again and again to slow down my progress. As you've seen and have not seen, we're not going anywhere. From all the poison ivy through the water we all need to drink, your time shall be here, the now, never been equal, but yet I want equality. We don't know what will happen of all the crimes against us, but know your time should be damnation for all the crimes against his true chosen clan. Holocaust will not be forgiven, but slavery shall end. I don't understand why we just want to be equal and to have justice. And it's unequal, never-ending story. To be one. Sincere from all sense is just that peace, number. Absolutely loved it. Well, thank you. You know, it's it's easy to give lip service. It's a completely different thing when you you have to walk the walk and you you see society, you see people as a whole, you see individuals all talking the good talk. But when it comes right down to it, the true colors always shine through. And you, you learn just how hypocritic things can really be. You know, when someone, someone yeah. needs to put, put their, their you know, actions where their words are. Yes, because Mississippi still has no drinking water. But yet we spent $15 billion for a war overseas. Clint Michigan still has no water, but yet we're needing the basic necessities, which is water to bathe, cook, and clean. I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's like Portland, you know, the horrible, horrible, horrible homeless problem. But instead, they spend Absolutely. $50 million on some artists to make cut out salmon to jump over the overpass instead of putting that money oh, towards. my goodness. No, they did not. They absolutely did. <laughs> no, I got to see them on eyes. <laughs> no I'll, I'll find the pictures for you. Yeah, and they're they're also looking at spending money too. on putting sun uh, because you know we have to be the green state. They're putting uh, solar panels on top of all the buildings in a rainforest town, Pacific Northwest, where we only get maybe twenty days of sun in a year. But by golly, we're going to be green, right? Oh, no way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, wow. Crazy. Okay. Wow, but in wow, the meantime, wow. they're they're pushing people out of giving them no place to sleep. No, no nothing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we want equality, right? Wow. On all platforms. Mm-hmm. Basic necessities. But we've been going for days. Um, 
I am going to finish what I did, but my uh, story time, because you told me I had to add in two phrases. Umbrella, I think, was one, so I had to stop and tear it up and redo it again, so thank you. I will have you in back, because you threw me off with that. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like you for a while. This in July, I, had, I was like, "What person needs my breath for a week?" But I'm back on the show, so thank you for challenging me. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate you as well. Oh, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? And, be, and before I go, you can find me at Ed McKinney on Facebook. Oh, that's right. I'm on. Okay, link link trees. Uh, I'm on Poetry Soup. I'm on uh, Instagram at One Half Court Publishing. Um, that's where my books are and my poetry is um, you can find. Um, oh, www.onehalfcourtpublishing.com. For authors want to um, want to know the trick and trades, how to be published, and the easy way, the long way, laws, whatever. And that's it. And forthcoming movie coming out, coming soon. Thank you so much for your platform. Thank you for 50 years. Let's go another 50. (laughs) I'm with you there. That'd be awesome. All right, my darling. That would be awesome. Sure, sincere. you have a a wonderful week ahead of you. Thanks, Ed, you too. We'll talk to you next weekend. Thank you. Yes, you will. Okay, our next caller comes from 219. 219, you are on the air. Brother Oak? Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Okay, how you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. What's going on? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. This stuff, uh, yeah. Got my uh, CD project completed, and I, and I got the uh, yeah, I got the, the physical copy of the demo and the CD actually yesterday, and I'm I'm, I'm very excited. We're very excited that you're here. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. How this form is called, it ain't easy being away from our family real friends. My dear brothers and sisters, it ain't easy not being able to see you see face-to-face in person because of my current situation. It ain't easy not being able to go out to court and set the bench for almost a year and not being able to perform it for live audiences. It ain't easy not being able to travel to different cities while remaining in the holding pattern while away in the heart transplant. It ain't easy not being able to go out and get eligible bachelorettes and build persistence and starting all over again at this that's my queen in January. It ain't easy not being able to hang out with my circle of real friends and finding people to have a good time with. It ain't easy being in the hospital for nearly seven months without experiencing feelings of loneliness during the being separated from my family, especially during the holidays. 
easy not being able to attend family gatherings, special events, parties, and enjoy the good times in life as the offer while I'm in the hospital watching the parade go by. It is not easy not being able to offer comfort and support to my family and friends while they are mourning the deaths of their loved ones. It ain't easy being in an unfamiliar place surrounded by complete strangers. While I'm in my hospital room the majority of the time, it ain't easy putting my future plans on home child finally receive my my new heart. And I'm not the only one waiting on that announcement. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to remind you that this waiting period that I'm going through right now will eventually come to an end. And you will eventually see yours truly again in God's perfect timing and poem. And amen to that, right? Amen to that, yes. <laughs> Absolutely incredible right, sweetheart. Absolutely incredible. Are you still there? I'll see you now, yes. Yeah, I'll see you, yes. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's the only poem we're going to read this evening. Just the one? Yes, only one, yes. Okay, all right. If you say so, tell everyone how to find you, baby. Are you find on Facebook under the name of my brother Gavin as you heard heard a little few minutes ago I uh, got a new CD project out what I did in the hospital it's called Brother O the Chronicles of the Living Miracle Brother O's Poetic Masterpieces Volume 1 and I got the uh, demo of the of the poems that I did with my the beats that I created so uh, I can't they wait to Really, this is the finished product. They having a, a listening party here at the hospital for me. That's going to be nice. When I come home from the hospital and get fully recovered, I have two listening parties, one in Chicago and one in where I live in northwest Indiana. So I'm looking forward to... Uh, it's for the people want to buy my CD. People actually, they 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 uh, posted a video yesterday on Facebook Live. It's gotten a few since I posted it today last night. So I'm really excited about what's gonna happen. We're excited as well. We're excited right there with you, babe. Thanks, Nala, and I'll be back next week. Perfect. Okay. We appreciate you, hon. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 302. 302, you are on the air. Oh, it might help for me to unmute my mic. Good evening, Nyla. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Came back here relaxing. 
eating some junk this food. This is Paul, right? Yes. You got it. Perfect. Lucky guess. Good guess. <laughs> I'm just glad mm. I was right. I'm always afraid I'm going to guess and it's going to be wrong. And I'll feel bad. Mm. Well, I've put my foot in my mouth too many times, so I don't care if I just ask now. <laughs> to play it safe. Okay. Well, I've been enjoying the program so far. It's been a really fun night. Yeah. Now i got to find what it was that I had said that I was going to do tonight. Okay, here we go. I found it. Whenever you're ready, I'll start with the first. Please go ahead. This one is entitled The Invisible Masses. Hello? Go ahead. I'm listening. Can you see me? Does anybody see me? I feel transparent, opaque, as if I were a ghost. An invisible entity traps between the worlds of the living and the dead, unseen and ignored by humanity over and over again. I can feel myself, sometimes smell myself, and I vaguely remember that I was able to feel joy. But mostly, I feel sadness, loneliness, abandonment, neglect, shame, and pain. I can no longer pinpoint how all this came to be. I just know that I am in between worlds where no one sees or cares about me. Trapped in this land of worlds against me. A prisoner of hunger, tears, hopelessness, and poverty. Don't think for a moment this was by design. I didn't wake up and say, I want to exist like this. Jobs lost, evictions, convictions, and restrictions have all played a part in me ending up existing in a world that has no heart. If I try hard enough, I can sometimes glance a glimmer of my former life, one where I laughed and dined and danced and took simple pleasures for granted. Sitting in a bed, going to the fridge and grabbing a snack, or simply greeting someone who would actually greet me back. But alas, those are just fleeting memories of a life once lived. Now, I am a vaporous, invisible being with no place to call home. So aimlessly, through the streets and parks and back alleys I roam. I am so much more than this soiled shell of a man. I once had a job, a roof over my head and a family to love. Then my world came to an end, and here I am, aimlessly roaming, begging and freezing, without coat, scarf, or glove. This is far from where I want to be, but I see no way out. I am trapped in an existence of poverty, and homelessness in what claims to be the wealthiest country in the world. And yet millions are invisible like me, trapped where no one cares, 
where within my dissolution I am viewed with disdain and with scorn. Boy, what I wouldn't give for a decent meal and a bath and a good night's sleep to be able to regularly brush my teeth and without disgust look into a mirror and comb my washed hair instead of trying to clean up and emit by unkind words or that you are pathetic stare. I suppose all that is too much to ask, for no one really cares. I see hundreds walk past me each and every day. They're afraid to give eye contact or, God forbid, just greet me or acknowledge me. Instead, they have absolutely nothing to say. I've almost forgotten I am actually a real human being. Since so many have passed without caring or taking notice. I no longer care what is to become of me. Perhaps in death, I will finally be free. And maybe then, someone will see. Doesn't anyone see that there are many like me who through no fault of our own are prisoners of homelessness and poverty, Many of us are not the drug addicts who soothe your conscience by labeling us. We are merely victims of economic misfortune, not sleeping sores oozing with pus. We are you, without the blessings you received. We are fellow humans with feelings and dreams. We are not all addicts or con artists with the gift of gab and habits or schemes. Merely down on our luck in need of a hand. But we are the invisible and without help in the mightiest of lands. We are the homeless, the invisible you see every day. God bless you all. And maybe one day he'll bless us as well. So, can you see me? Does anyone see me? Can anyone see me? That's the ultimate question, right? Yes, yes. How many times do we walk through life feeling like life is just looking right through us? Yeah, and I caught myself at one point um, almost reacting in a way that was not the way I should have reacted to someone that was down on the lock. And God, as he's quick to do, convicted me as I sat down on my my uh, seat in the L on the train. And he told me, like he always does, pull out your tablet. And he made me write that. I felt so bad afterwards. But I'm glad he woke me up to the fact that how I was actually treating someone that was down on the luck. Because my mom always told me, we're all just one paycheck away from being homeless ourselves. Well, they say that on average that people are three. Mm. People are three paychecks from from losing a home. That's sad. It is. That's scary. Especially when you see the economic state of the world today. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. As long as I got breath, I got a chance to make it better. Please keep doing that because you do. Keep reading, keep writing, keep 
reading us and reading out loud to us and writing and doing what you do because it's important. And that I definitely promise to do. I can't, I can't even imagine a life without writing anymore once I started back. I can't imagine not doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my second piece is a little different. This one's called You Are Worthy. Staying in a relationship that has proven over and over again that it is dead. Resembling a dog returning to its vomit. You compromise again and again. Thinking, this time it will be better. This time they will see themselves as you see them. Full of potential, drive, and honesty. And as usual... You allow yourself a modicum of hope that this time it would finally work. And as usual, you end up disappointed, hurt, looking and feeling like a real jerk. True to his word, a realization that there are some things that I am worthy of. And to build a loving, ethical Reciprocal relationship is something I am worthy of. I am loved by the Most High, so my bestest love comes from above. I am finished hindering myself with delusional devotions, fantastic failures from my own self-inflicted uckeries. I am worthy of being treated with respect in exchange for respect. I am worthy of a fair shake in my effort of a better world to me. I am worthy of everything good and positive in life on my quest for an existence minus the strife. Yes, you heard me, Satan. I am worthy. Oh. Wow. Nothing like in your face. Yeah. Sometimes we have to do that. When you recognize who got your back, we don't have to be scared of it. Why does it make me think about that song? What was that song? Devil Went Down to Georgia? I told you oh, once, yeah, you yeah. son of a gun. I'm the best there's ever been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he can, he's only as strong as we allow him to be. When we allow our fears and insecurities to get there, he's going to see that weakness and he's going to feed it. And when you recognize, mm-hmm. look, I was created by the Almighty God. I have nothing to fear from Him. Now, when we recognize that and act accordingly, that's when things will start changing. You know, it's one thing to give lip service, but you got to put that. That's an action word. You have to put it in there. Into action. Walk as if you are worthy of some things. You walk around with your head down, your shoulders stumped. Stand tall. Stick your chest out. Yeah. God made you. I think we need to do that. We we have to hold each other up because life as it is these days is more than enough to pull us down. So we have to be our brother's keeper and our sister's keeper and hold one another up. We have to be a community. We're no longer a community. When I mean, think about that little house on the prairie, little Laura Ingalls out mm-hmm. there in the prairie. You know, all the people that lived in that community, they were isolated. They were self-sustaining. They took care of each other. You know, the, the doctor delivered a baby and he got a pig so he could eat for the winter. 
you know, little, sure. very little money exchanged back then. It was communities. Oh, they took care of each other. One person was down, everybody jumped in because a community is only as strong as the people that hold it up. We don't do that anymore. We we gave up and, and let the government become our big brother and take care of us, and we no longer sure. care about our neighbors. It's okay. The, some program will take care of them. We They don't need help. You know, it's it's yeah. wrong, guys. It's wrong. Absolutely. But that's what platforms like this allow us to do. Just drop a seed every now and then. And just maybe bring yeah. a smile to somebody's face. Exactly. And that's what I hope to do. Uh, uh, my motto for Divine Inspiration is, is saving the world one poem at a time. <laughs> that, that should be the title of your next book. All poets. Oh, I'm going to have to write that down. That sounds good. I never even thought about that. Thank you. Thank or you, you could you. even, <laughs> if you wanted to have a great project, um, and I might even help you with it, you could make that an anthology. And put your poem and put other and publish an anthology of different poets that mm-hmm. have poems that could uh, yeah. change powerful the world. pieces. Yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. Okay, there's your homework. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why are you give me the hard one? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you're tough enough to handle it. Yeah, my mama tells me, tell me you built Samson tough. My last name is Samson, so. and I haven't let Delilah cut my hair for quite some time, so I'm getting my strength back. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, Paul, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Absolutely. On Facebook, you can find me under Paul Sampson, and then beneath my name, Paul Sampson, you'll see Divine Inspiration. That's the page that I, I, I pay attention to. I'm, I created another page, and nine times out of ten, I forget about it. But that. I'm blessed for free on Instagram, Divine Inspiration on TikTok, and Sunday night at 9 p.m. at 319-527-6300. You can catch me at the Inspiration Factory, which is a profanity-free poetry and praise platform. Where we just write poems. Sometimes we have a theme, sometimes we don't. But if you didn't catch what the theme was, we're not going to turn you away. We still want to hear what you got to say as long as it's something to uplift humanity or praise God or both. We're not picky. <laughs> Come on through and see us sometime. And there you have it. I don't have a litany, a, a litany of, of uh, places you can reach me at. I'm pretty easy to find. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Great job. Great job tonight. I'm really glad you're here. Glad you shared. I am too. Now I'm gonna jump over to Epiphany. <laughs> I'm bouncing around. Tell him I said hello. I surely will. <laughs> God bless you, Nyla, and your listeners. And keep up the good work. We need you. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. God bless. You as well. All right. Our next caller dun 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 dun, dun comes from oh get off there, get off there. Okay. Comes from area code eight. Oh, and next one, five. Wipe my feet right quick. Oh, eight one five. You're on the air. I am the boss of us. You don't need a boss. You need to be a boss. 
And a boss doesn't have to be a tall man. It has, it has everything to do with a confidence. You need confidence. Oh. Yeah, you need to ask Darrell if I have confidence. Darrell, Darrell does he have no. any? No. no. I wonder if they're on another show. Inside of you. I'm going to tell you something. You know what Cat Williams is a comedian. He's also short. You know what right, he says? We're going to mute them. And we're going to take area code. We'll come back and grab them. And we're going to take area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Come on. My darling. Mama. My it's darling. Like spinning so many plates. It's like I never saw, I didn't see you in the lineup. It's like, where's Mama? I have not talked to Mama in forever. I'm going through withdrawals. Yeah. I need my Mommy. I'm glad you're here. I'm not, well, let me tell you, this is a funny story. I was supposed to be over here, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm losing count of the days, so I don't even know what day it is. And so I was over in the bar drinking and uh, getting, uh, you know, kind of, you know, inebriated. And then somebody <laughs> from the family came over there and said, Mom, my, Mom, if you don't get your ass over there on your daughter's show, she's going to cry. And I'm like, what the hell? She wants you to come out of here. Stop drinking. Stop fooling around and come over here and see about us. I said, okay, let me get my, you know. So I gobbled down my drink real quick, and uh, I said, I got to go, y'all. Mom, I'll see y'all later. I got to go. My baby calling me. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been me thinking of you, right? It literally, somebody came over and got me. That's <laughs> I ain't going to say who it was, but they came over and got me and said, Mama said, I mean, uh, your daughter said, get your ass over here. No? Okay. <laughs> so literally someone really did come over there. Yeah. And say, Mama, oh, Mama, awesome. your daughter said, get, your daughter said, get your ass over here. <laughs> I was that's in the bar awesome. drinking. Whoever it was, thank you. Yeah. It's really, it's really, <laughs> uh, not. Not it's not it's not funny. I should have been over here. So I'm gonna do this piece called When the Truth Came a Calling and it goes like this. There's a knock on my door. I ask who's there. Standing there are five faces. They answer in unison. True I ask. Why the disguise? It is I, truth. They all refrain. How will I know which one of you is to cross my threshold? Let us all in and you will figure it out in the end. No. No, I shouted. I will never. I will dismiss the one in the front because he is much too clever. Now there are four. Who shall I leave to come through my door? The next one began to explain every reason he should entrance gain. A very convincing argument, I exclaimed. But go away. You're nothing but rhetoric, and everyone knows that the truth is plain. 
now standing in front of my door left three. The next one to speak was beautiful and very sexy. Let me in, and I will prove I am true. You knew my mother. Her name was Ruth. No, you cannot lure me with sex. I read the story of your mother and interpreted it well. If you do not leave my door, I will surely get vexed. Now that I sent all but two away, it was easier to tell. Who was left to welcome in? Which of these two should enter my abode? I had to ponder as to what truth really meant. Was it something to be applied like a first aid kit? Is it true that the truth is oftentimes bitter, sometimes ugly and always plain? Will the truth set you free after the pain? Hmm. I pondered, and I pondered some more, so I let them both in. One was life, and one was death. One was yin, and one was yang. Truth number one started to speak and said, No, the truth is not always in plain sight, and sometimes you have to search for it. And yes, the truth can be ugly at times. You are right. Real truth never wears a disguise. Some truth is imagined, and real truths are universal. Depends on the mindset of the thinker. What he perceives to be real has had many rehearsals. As his thoughts have been trained as to what he sees, knows, and feels, The truth is not convoluted nor contrived, and you will always know more than you think you do when the truth arrives. When you enjoy the lies and the rhetoric, it's because the lies you believe benefit you. Though prejudiced eyes, you can barely recognize the truth ever again. And so you will remain as a biased slave the self-seeking lies forever. But we are true, they lamented. We are the wide and the narrow, the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, life and death, the yin, the yang. We do not change according to what you believe. We are constant, yet we are also changed. There was a knock on my door. Someone had come disguised as one of the truth predictions. Somehow he has come to blame the innocent victims. I prayed for my secret eye to be opened and my judgment to be discerning because the truth, as it seems I'm learning, is subject to interpretation. And before truth left my home, I was told 
Man cannot reason out that which he does not understand. If he thinks he understands and has proof, but calls upon no spirit to discern, he alone is unable to interpret the truth. Truth. But Mama Ola Deja got all wrong clean. Amen. I love the way how you were talking about, oh, what part was it? When you were talking about trusting, trusting your, what was it? What was it you called it? Your own understanding. Yeah, there was some, I forgot the the exact words you used, but I really love that part because we don't. We don't listen to that inner voice. We don't trust our gut. We don't, you know, we're so used to people telling us what we should do that we don't. Oh, yeah, that's the part where you go um, by what you've been taught. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said the truth is basically universal, but if you go by the mindset of the thinker, it's only what he perceives to be real because that thought has had many rehearsals. As that thought has been trained, that's what he sees, knows, and feels. So whatever ever comes his way again, he can never really see the truth because he's already got a mindset that's been trained that, that he believes, believe, B-E-L-I-E, be lie. Most of what's been um, taught has been a lie. So you really need the spirit of discernment to really know what's true. And you have to call on that spirit to um, interpret the real truth. Absolutely. You're going to read two, right, Mama? Mm-hmm. Hang on. Okay, go ahead. What's that? I didn't hear you because there's a lot of crackling. What did you say? I said, are you going to read another one? Oh. Um, Okay, whatever comes up will come out. I'll read a. I'll read a. I'll read a, a. A hilarious one. I don't know if you've ever been this position, daughter. But uh, have you ever gone to, like, a party or to a dance and you're looking really cute and all dressed up and then some nonsensical drunk person comes over trying to talk to you and, you know, like, like you got swag and just kind of messing up your, uh, you know, your whole, um, you know, everything you trying to present is like he's just, like, all in the way. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> of course. Okay. Well, the name of this piece is called Party Drunks and Other Nonsense. And it goes like this. Music playing, sweaty man approaching with a can. People who drink beer out of cans are all wrong. They are not real beer lovers darting in and out on the dance floor, looking to press his body close enough to some unaware soul, not to court, but to get free thrills. How cheap. 
He's obnoxious. He thinks he has swag. He brags. Been there, done that, pointing out victims he's already had. Groused. Reject girls who no one pursued anyway. They were yesterday's prey. I knew he was not a real beer lover. He drank for the effect. Beer in a can, malt liquor, whatever brand, he drank whatever. Then when he got where he wanted to be, he would sing off-key. Yeah, off-key he would sing. And then he turned into the dance hall king. See, real men drink beer out of glass bottles and mugs. Music playing, sounding really loud now, men approaching with can in hand, asking to dance. The music sounds really good. I'm here looking really great. Tight-fitting red suit, shoes with ankle straps, looking cute. Hair perfection, just right for catching. Gonna show them all what I'm working with. I'm not a wallflower. I'm standing out tonight. I'll just dance alone to grab their attention. Then here he comes, cramping my style. He wants to dance with that can in his hand. I do not smile. I need to be seen, though. My outfit is mean, but this sucker is not a real beer lover. He went too far. He put his hand in my bra, and I just bust his head top with my beer bottle. <laughs> And the mood, well, it changed. See, real men drink beer out of glass bottles and mugs. I was just going to use them as a prop till something better came along. And the mood, well, it changed. And the party, well, it stopped. Mama Ola dated the all-round queen, busting head top. (laughs) What'd you just say? I said, Mama Ola Deji, the all-round queen, busting head tops. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> Mama out there, busting heads. <laughs> yeah. Don't be cramping my style when I get all dressed up, man. What's up with you? You know what I mean? They're going to find you some business. <laughs> so how you been, baby? I have been very good. You didn't send me that crazy, crazy, crazy busy. I know I haven't yet. I was gone. I just got back yesterday. I've been gone, so I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Mm -hmm. Where did you go? Back up on Bohemia Mountain. After that last experience, you took your butt back up there? (laughs) I've been up there twice since that happened. Oh, my God. What a brave baby. That cougar cougar doesn't want me. All the crap we eat, we smell so bad to them. (laughs) They don't want to eat us. (laughs) I have to say, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, sitting there and listening to that cougar. It was dark. I couldn't see her, but she was right there calling her babies, and I'll never forget that as long as I live. That's why I talk about, you know, at some point I'm going to write about that, and I'm going to write about it from experience. I'm going to know what those, you know, 
I just I have that now in my in my memory banks. You know, that's why I talk about go out and live life, experience things. Because now at some point in my life I'm gonna be able to recall that and use it as something in something I write and it's going to be incredible because I experienced it, you know? Mhm. Yep. So what did you do? Did you collect rocks? I was working on a gold claim, and I'm actually going down Monday to Eugene, and I'm filing on a gold claim, so I'm going to have my own claim up there. And we went up and messed around a friend's claim and hunted for crystals and just stinked off. It was a lot of fun, me and three other girls. Did you find anything? Oh, my gosh. I will send you pictures. I will send you something, too, but I'll send you pictures. Okay. Well, I feel so crippled and full of arthritis, and I keep thinking, I want to go. But, um, that's my dream, but I'm going to live my dream through you. So. <laughs> no, I will for sure send you pictures. I mean, I'll I'm, take pictures I'm, this week. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm serious about living my dream through you because that's all I ever wanted to do. Was just go find rocks and pan for gold and dig up crystals. And a friend of mine named Seth, um, who you haven't met, no, he's not a poet or anything, but he um, he went climbing on Smoky Smoky Mountain. Mhm. And this white stone just kind of popped up out of the ground and he picked it up and um, he sent it to me and told me to cut it because, you know, I'm in the lapidary club so we have a lot of stones and rocks that we can cut on the machines and stuff. So if there's anything you want me to cut for you, you know, let me know. Just send it to me and I'll cut it for you and send it back. Okay. All right, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the other poets on, but I will call you because I want to talk to you about that. So I'll call you this week. Okay. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. All right. I love, love you, Mama. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Love you, Ben. Oh, tell everyone how to find you before you go. I'm sorry. Vicky Aqua Facebook. Vicky Aqua Poetry Soup. Vicky Aqua all over the place. Google me. A C U A A. All right, Mama. Thank you. Welcome. All right, guys, so here's the dealio. we got 21 minutes left, and I have one, two, three, four, five of you to get on the air. I don't want to cut you back to reading just one poem. That means you get to read two, so you can read two short poems or one long poem. And I am going to keep my comments to cool. Next poem, so you can get them on the air. All right, so let's go ahead and bring area code six or 608. 608, you're on the air. Hey. Fuzzy Hermit in the Mountains. <laughs> hey, almost naked, almost time for a naked hermit in the desert, but not yet, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I need to call you as well. I'm not going to chat with you on the air. Go ahead and read your poems, and I've got to call you this week as well. Important things. Okay, we have to wait for something noisy to go by. A helicopter. Sound, it sounded like an alligator. Rawr, 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 rawr. No, no, probably a military helicopter. 
usually don't hear them this late. Although it could have been a rescue helicopter. Maybe. So, and I just got in where it's cool, warmer. So, uh, so where are we at here? Um, okay. This one's titled, I'm Ready to Welcome You. I woke this morning to see the low-hanging clouds caressing the mountains and obscuring their peaks, which reached for the sky and the sun above. My thoughts drifted to you, my muse, to your smile, which sometimes turns to a frown. Did you know that? To your eyes, dark with mystery and hint of mischievousness. What are you thinking now? To the glow of your silken skin, which beckons to be touched. Light caresses, tracing circles, you rise. Tracing geometric patterns in your mind's eye, you feel the energy exchange between us. A new yet familiar feeling washes over you. Longing you move closer as our energy fields merge. A burst of light lights up your bedroom window as a thunderstorm rages outside. You close your eyes, searching for your dream, the thunder woke you from. Breathing a bit faster and shallow, you consciously exhale slowly, now gently drifting. A warm energy field engulfs you, smiling, you relax into my arms once again. And poem. I you posted that and I read that. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have two more. One's short. Really short. Unusual for me, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Zell, here's uh, thank you. Blue sky, whispering wind, sun setting fire to the clouds. I'm thinking of you again, my muse, breathing as the scattered clouds slowly drift eastwards. I feel calm, yet I feel a little longing to feel your presence to see your face, to feel your energy, to see your smile, to feel your warmth, to see your eyes filled with wonder and excitement. Sitting here, a warm breeze warms my soul because I know wherever I am and wherever you are, we are 
where we are supposed to be even when we are apart. Thank you for your presence. End poem. Beautiful. And do a really short one. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Really short. Thoughts of you. I looked up to the sky, yellow and golden hues, lighting the evening sky. My thoughts drifted to you, your smile, your funny laugh, your positivity, and your cute quirkiness. I smiled, took a slow breath, and gave you a hug, even though you're not physically with me. And poem. Beautiful. All right, baby. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Find me on Facebook. You can find some of my older writing in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada and the UK. It was published back in January 2012, or February 2012. Um, you can find me on Instagram at S-A-P-I-E-N-0-0-1. And since I don't call in that often anymore, and Nyla usually talks about our fuzzy baby, furry baby, excuse me, he, Lakota, and his cubbies have their own Instagram account now called Fuzzy's Pack, F-U-Z-Z-Y-S-P-A-C-K, no space. So you can see pictures of Lakota and his mate Amy, who unfortunately departed far too early. Uh, and the four cubbies, the two girls, which are all white, and then the two boys. Right, Lakota? send me the link on that? Um, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to figure out how to do that. I have to look it up on uh, Safari. That's how I'm going to do that. I'll send it to you in an instant messenger. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. And I will call you this week, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 732. 732, you're on the air. iPhone's working. It is. How are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, okay. This is an awkward time. I have a forty-line poem, a forty-line read. So, so be it. Addendium, receiving ground station reception with the help of technical means. We independently determine the procedure throughout the obligation to simultaneously transmit the coded consent order 
thus maintaining essential satellite retransmissions of decoded documents of unaltered media, unadulterated communications, and unlimited radio were required to to provide reports of its use and or its actual broadcasting, relevant signals to the actual will of political and economic changes, or thus affecting the competent authority and or authorized representatives. There are no exceptions of the expectations, regardless of the agreed settlement, hereforth guaranteeing confidentiality of names, surnames, and or pseudonyms, regardless of negotiations, as well as any other event or circumstances, unilaterally alienating the actual art form, as well as other materials. Payments calculated ahead of schedule and those accounted for prior to the present in connection with their signing extension will receive similar percents within the separate clauses of an equal legal force regarding those considered to be approved against those who do not belong to any significant number of usual families as the rights to his personal regard for property and non-property claims are unquestionably given over to the ultimate benefactories. For the convenience of a preliminary conclusion, memory is also considered necessary content pertaining to an integral necessity to prevent substitutions of details, a pretrial of age, such transfer of any other primary copies. Here and after 25 years, renumeration takes precedence over the circulation of complex objects, provided and or including obligatory reproductions or first-hand texts of rented edits of the original copies an unforeseeable circumstance that prevents someone from fulfilling a greater force of irresistible compulsion. It's called force majeure between the Russian Federation and the United States. Earthquakes, epidemics, civil unrest, accidents, actions of hostile forces, explosions, strikes, riots, wreckages, floods, fires, war. The contracted term measures the means of this designated period of time, regardless of its connection to the preface provisions for the producer's purpose in determining the execution of the organization's circular income. This full and exhaustive resolution in the courts of the city of Moscow recognizes no objections specified in this specific clause. Such use is confirmed by the current legislation of the Russian Federation circling within the territory of the whole world within. 0.01 is stream ratio against a $100 buyout dated 1-7-1992. Thanks for the work. Go there. <laughs> Still there. I, of course, cool. I'm still here. It was okay. awesome. We Good. haven't heard Thanks. from you in a while, Gregory. It was great to hear you read tonight. Yeah, I got some good edits out of that, especially the punctuation. Very well. <laughs> back, oh, backstory. No backstory. Just, you know, Mobus jazz piece. That's all. Okay. Very um, cool. No, never mind. Oh. Yeah, I'll explain maybe later. Anyhow, 
nothing. All is well. Okay. Thanks. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, Gregory. No. No, nobody needs to find No, I don't. That's, I'm not even sure anyone's listening. Gregory did not find me. <laughs> Anyhow, that was, it was an agreement, and we took all the cool, and we took all the goofy stuff out of it. I wouldn't say it's quite as intense as a Burroughs cut and paste, but it was this agreement, and we just took out all the things we thought we were cool and realigned them. And so there you go. It's a true story. Okay, I don't care. You I can find it. me, whatever. We're all we do is hustle and promote. So it's good you would find me. As a matter of fact, if I was someone, I would want to find us because we're out of control. And today's like the second day of break. Like we just did everything that needed to be done. So now we're kind of on a break. Spend a little, you know, treat yourself to some of the royalty payout and, you know, work on stuff. So there, that's my status at this particular moment. New Jersey, season changed, local local summer. Everybody's hustling for winter stuff. It's out of control. Thank you very much, he said. Thank you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, love. Gregory Shorts, people, look him up. He's awesome. All right, next caller, area code 323. 323, you're on the air. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Nyla. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, how are you? Oh, my God, I am renewed. It's been so long. This is Urban Voodoo, live and direct. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going amazingly. So, um, I haven't been here in a while, and I'm glad I was able to catch the show. And I have a little piece to leave with you all, if I may. Please. <clears throat> may it rain, may it drip, sucker sucker in his lip. If he asks you what's your trip, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. My brother was an X-ray gangster, crip, lived on butt long in 85th. Crazy shit. I'm in the sixth grade learning rules and lessons on how to act a fool. And my classmates barely knew how to spell. Confused. Where did all the kids go? Remember staring out of a 7-8 street window, feeling alone, even though everyone else was home. I fell into a bloody love affair on Queen Street, just blocked from the swap meet in the police station, bicking back amongst generals, practicing bogards and drive-bys before I even knew how to drive. Time slips away into oblivion. Some eyes go blank. Never to see the light, because we be slipping into darkness. He'd have cocked and ready, a forgotten world of has-beens who never were. Life is a blur, because when you was a gangster, Nyla, when you was a gangster, you moving fast forward. 21 before the 15th birthday, young dude died on a Thursday. The youth can barely dream. No way to create a reality. Depression is on every block. Learn gang signs in the sixth grade, graffiti in the seventh. On scrub day, be ready. Them eighth graders are rushed through the young thug way. They ready ain't got to get ready, so why not? Beating me ain't going to help you win, so why plot? Had to learn what distinguished with symbols were prominent in school textbooks. Remember B.B. Bridges? Girl, remember B.B. Bridges on Asphalt Gardens? School lunch programs that have a young man starving, packed in classrooms like hounds. Whoop. Yeah, 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 them niggas be woofing till them activities begin. 
forgot to discuss certain things that parent teachers meetings were conferences became inquisitions. If you was young in them school yards, they was one life prisons. Lil G's better loca. Junior high was so corrupt, and, and now they finally discussing these gun issues. Such and such years after Uzi's first hit the streets, I've seen brawls in broad daylight. Florence and Western were O's and gangsters collide. If you was young back then, you had to be prepared to ride just in case. Like, what do you do when you and that gun come face to face? You better floss and break if you ain't heated. These days, these cats will be quick to tell you to beat it. We became G's before we developed identities. C- crazy, huh? C- crazy how young girls make lifelong commitments dedicated to hood life. Thing like, yo, this with the hood life. Things will never be good like when you were young. Today, Snoop Dogg's a new Bobby Seal. We so far gone, some don't even know the Black Panthers are real. Crazy, huh? When you was a gangster. And poem. Urban Voodoo, live and direct. <laughs> Don't even think they're real. Know your history, folks, Man. right? Gotta know it. Very cool. Hey, baby, are you going to read two? Thank you. Oh, you want me to read another? Okay, I got another one. <clears throat> I'm going to turn it down just a bit. <laughs> we getting some breath. Here we go. She touched it. She stroked, sucked, licked, loved it like chocolate. Sundays feel like dessert the way she tasted my caramel. She blessed my butterscotch, humming hymns on my ball. She straddled me, loved it long time. She was insatiable, sweet like honey. My honey had a feast until I ruined the sheets. She asked for nothing in return. I moaned like, oh, my. She smiled like, I know, just before I was ready to blow, and then she swallowed her pride, proudly licking her lips. So nasty was she that we did it all over again, and then it was her turn, and I cleaned her moisture eagerly every drop on lips, face shining Tongue tickled her love the way her hymen enclosed her labia, decorated her vulva. I opened it and sucked that clitoris just before she came. And then I penetrated her mental. I recited poetry while inside her. I spoke her name while she rolled me, her breast dancing on my face, nipples like chocolate chips, felt their rigidness, felt their delicate and nibbled them ever so gently. I love the way we climax. Urban Voodoo, live and direct. Now I have a sweet tooth. Thanks for that. Oh, no problem. <laughs> you know where to find the candy at, girl. There's plenty of it around. <laughs> so funny. All right, baby, tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on, on Facebook, uh, Urban Voodoo, uh, U-R-B-N-V-U-D-U. Um, and you can start from there. Everything else will fall in place. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, we'll talk to you next week. I hope so. I'll be trying to catch you, girl. <laughs> All right, honey. <laughs> we'll see you then. Enjoy your evening. Peace to the poets. 
Good night, hon. All right, we have two more callers left to go. We have 540 and 919. Let's go ahead and grab 540. Mr. Charismatic, are you there? Are you there? Are you muted? Is your phone muted? Larry, are you here? Larry Shepard. Automatic, charismatic. All right, let's go ahead and mute him. We'll get the other caller first, just in case. I don't know. I don't know where. There he is. Okay. 919, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hello, Granville. Hello. It is good to hear from you, sweetheart. My dear, it is good to hear anything. <laughs> so what do you have for us? I have a poem called The Watcher. This poem is called The Watcher. Okay. I am the watcher. They think that I do not see. But vigilance becomes me. The vigil is mine to keep. It is my watch, and I watch, and I see. Even when I am not looking, I see. For the vigil whispers. Their guiltiness betrays them, and they lay beer before me. I see at this observatory post I stand, keeping watch, keeping watch. Fate has led me here. I see the travail of men on their daily march, driven by the scheme of things, their hope lacking, their fears multiplies. There they stand in the valley of Division. Tomorrow, the illusion. Tomorrow, days goes into evening. Then the night, and the process repeats itself. Magnificence of madness. The endless query as it is both, like the ocean rushing to the shore, retreats only to return again and again. We are being played by the artificer of time, whom our folly amuses. It amuses us, we find humor here, else the madness would be rampant. 
but art imitates life. So I write as I observe. It's only to shed some light on the dark and temper the madness and help us understand our follies. So I watch and I write and is bound to this irretrievably. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you, my dear. You're very, very welcome. You want another short one? Go ahead. Yep. This one is called Under the Veil. Under the veil it lies. It lies under the veil. What lies under the veil? What warrants the facade, the many masks we wear? Transparency, a mocking thought. There it lies under the veil. Shrouded in mystery it lies. Under the veil from prying eyes that look vigilantly pondering the mystery but there is no gift the veil endures and flourishes festers and inoculates pretense is now the standard a veiled existence bounds us as we grow content under the veil. Thank you very much, Nyla. Thank you, sweetheart. Fantastic job on those. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're and very you can welcome. Find me on, you can find me on Facebook, Granville John Hedrington. And Instagram of the same name. Look for the lion logo, red, green, and gold. And the guy in the sunglasses. Randy John Hedgington. Am I the last person? All right. You are not the last person. Okay, my dear. You carry on and see you next week. I almost miss you this week. I just took up the phone and thought you were still there. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to make it on, baby. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, hon. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 815-540. We will be with you in a moment. 815, you're on the air. <laughs> Hello, good evening, Nala. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? It's your sister, Gina Storm. I had to come because you were looking for me, and I got messages from four poets saying, you need to call now and tell us that you're alive. <laughs> you know, it's really important. You guys really need to do that once in a while because I I will, I, you know. It's I don't know who that was running around rounding up everybody for me tonight because I was yelling at everybody when I got on the show. Oh, well, yeah. We haven't heard from them. I'm here. I'm here. here. And then there, everybody shows up. I'm so glad Absolutely. you're here. I love you. 
I love you too. I've been taking care of my mom's. My my mother had a fall, and she has bruised her, uh, both of her legs and one of her arms in said fall. <sighs> Due to her diabetes, it's going to be about four weeks before the bruises clear. And um, in the interim, she also has a bulging disc in her back and a sciatic nerve. She's going to see a chiropractor on Monday, and we're going to see if she can get her some pain relief outside of just um, injections and pain meds. Um, and my second mom, which is my mom's big sister, they live together. She, my mother used to live with me, but she moved in with her sister three years ago, um, battled stomach cancer and survived it, and now she's battling breast cancer. They removed her left breast in a mastectomy a, month, uh, a week ago Monday um, and some lip nodes and only one lip note was cancers and the other were benign. So she's going to do a small dosage of radiation and we'll be taking pills for another four months. But we're hoping that will be clear as well and she'll continue to to thrive. And so in the interim, um, I've been a caretaker for my mother's and I just I, I didn't have time to even breathe, let alone be poet. So here I am. Well, we're glad you're here, baby. I'm glad to be here. I love y'all. We love you. Yay. <laughs> so what what are you going to share with us? Rebel, Rebel P. Jones sent me a message. That, that's my, my brother from another mother. And he says, I went already and I'm still here. And I said, awesome. And I texted Sincere from Los Angeles as well as Mama Oladeji to let them know <laughs> I made it. But I'm telling you, the poets came through for you, Nala. They wanted to make sure that I came and not just checked in. So here I am. Well, I am really glad. I can't wait to see what you're going to read for us. Okay, so I wrote this piece in 2016. I'm going to do what I call a key style where I freestyle around a piece because I love, love, love the fact that I've been picking up my pen since April and I have not put it down. Um, I titled this piece Hugs, and I'm going to key style it for you. To it. Oh, that's the thing about reading. You got to find the piece. Um, I did this for um, Jerry King. He was featured on Clubhouse um, yesterday, and um, I keyed out this for him because he's one of my friends who doesn't live near me, but is still very close and near and dear to my heart. So here we go. Hugs. I'm thankful and grateful for the hugs that have been offered to me long distance. I will always cherish them when I'm feeling low. I was down and sickness had taken its toll, but you amazed me with the compassion shown. Friendships are cultivated and then they grow. Whether on social media or the old-fashioned way, I cherish my friends every single day. Poetry is what connects us, but I won't overlook that you have made me smile on several occasions, and those times, as a matter of fact, mean so much to me. So I want to thank you for all the hugs that you've given me. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. That was my piece. That was amazing. I'm going to do another real quick one. I, I like just to love that you do the, the freestyles like that. Just look, like I call this in and out like a robbery. Um, I call this one kiss jar. You know how people put coins in a jar when they swear? They call it a swear jar? Mm-hmm. So I call this the kiss jar. 
and this was, I wrote this when, when King's Cadence was alive and we were in a relationship. I like us. This isn't anything I know, and I never let you go. Sometimes you'll be in trouble, and you don't even know. But I opened up, and I'm still willing to grow. We don't argue or fuss. And I said that I was sorry, and your response was, no, there's no sorry jar. Each one of us is a dollar added to the offender when we don't give what we must. See, I surrender, but I asked you, what's a kiss jar? And you said, we have one right here. I received this one immediately. Baby, you just fit me. The lid to my pot. The one that lacks where the other ones didn't know what they got. The balance is new to me. Wanting to be evenly yoked is our destiny. I'm excited about the possibility. You intrigue me daily. The pace is essential. This was an unlimited potential. The best one so far. So today, I'd like to say thanks. And I'm going to put a kiss in that kiss jar. In peace. Aw, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank that you. That was adorable. You're he welcome. has a birthday coming up, so, you know, he's he's still in my heart and always on my mind, and he will forever live as long as we speak his name. So that was for King's Cadence. Randy, I love you, baby. Thank you. We talk about him every single week because every there was a donation week. made to the show in his memory this year. Absolutely. He was an amazing poet awesome. and, a, and, a, and a great loss for our community. And I'm just here because I'm the storm in Storm's Cadence keep us alive so thank you Nala for having me and I'm going to try to make it back next Thursday <laughs> you're welcome honey we'll talk to you next week I'm glad you were here I'm glad you're still alive and with us Check I in am with I just, well. <laughs> you know what this is my ministry helping other people is what God put me on earth for and so I'm going to yes. do what I need to do but I always want to do what I want to do and what I want to do is poet and I come here and to do it at the Speakeasy Cafe with you well, we appreciate you, baby, and we will talk to you next week. Love you. Hugs and kisses. One love, one mic. <laughs> Hugs and kisses, honey. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and jump up here and see if we can get Larry on. I'm not sure where he was. Larry, are you with us? 540? 540. Are you muted? I'm not sure what's going on with him, but that was our last caller for the night. So, Larry, I'll shoot you a message. Not sure why you're not here with me. Maybe I talked too much and you fell asleep. I'm not sure. I'm going to close the show with an audio track. Let's go ahead and do which one? Um, This is me contemplating. This is me contemplating. Let's do let's do Emily Kagan and the Magic Kingdom. All right, you guys. We will see you next week. Thank you for the amazing night. I needed this time with you guys so terribly bad and it was just incredible. Appreciate you guys, love you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. The Magic Kingdom. Down in the bowels of Disneyland jail, there are no costumes, just fluorescent light bulbs and pending lawsuits. Turn on the waterworks and say you're in from Wisconsin. Nod somberly at the importance of safety and they'll let you go. 
Mickey's real name is Dave. He has a talent for rolling one-handed joints in the parking lot. Someone will pierce your ears on the benches by Space Mountain to jerk a six-pack past the cans beneath adjacent stalls in Sleeping Beauty's bathroom. Steal $5 sodas while the crowd watches the parades. Throw ice at the tourists because they don't live here. Try not to pick fights with the cholos in Frontierland, even when they call you faggots. There is no better place to get fingered by lost boys than the caves of Tom Sawyer's Island. No better way to put the pointless in perspective than to ride a pirate ship and be in on the joke. Cannibalize the mice they call magic. Put the bones to better use. Never admit to the wild grinning in your chest when those fireworks crash like stupid beauty through the purple-orange sky. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.